Stop punishing yourself with bland, chalky protein shakes and fuel your fitness with the best protein in the game at GNC. We've got the hottest brands and flavors that legit taste like cookies, your favorite cereal, indulgent desserts, and more. It's on at GNC. Yes, the best show back again on another Tuesday night. Here we are in May of 2017. Full staff, everybody ready to do it. Tonight's topic is what? Comeback redemption. You flopped in the moment. You need help. Figuring out how to uh, how to come back in a situation. You're haunted by one you blew. We'll redo it tonight, or I'll help you get ready for the next time you got to zing someone. Or you just talk about comebacks. The whole idea of comebacks. Whatever you want to do tonight. It's your show as much as it is my show. I'm only the host of this thing. It's really your show, everyone. It's really your show. I'm just a conduit. I come here and the show just happens through me. I hear AP Mike shaping a call. Guiding a caller. This is what he does. This is what dear sweet Mama Sita does every week. And gets no credit for it. He's out there beating a caller up like you like you'd think he was a crooked cop. Like bad lieutenant. Well, my friends. From bad lieutenant to good what? I gotta know. Let's just start the show. It's the best show. 201 332 3484 the hashtag tonight, listen to the best show. The topic, comeback redemption. Sitting on 
the best show we're here on a tuesday night in may of 2017 what's up everybody my name's tom sharpling i'm the host of the best show for the time being i've been told my contract to host the show has been extended by another two weeks be in the chair for another two weeks everyone then mike golick will be taking over you imagine those meatheads of ESPN it's talking talk 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 saying nothing they say nothing you know what I mean Mike Mamacita you Mike puts ESPN on in the bar what don't they like Stephen A. Smith well, there's a few reasons why Stephen A. Smith might not fly in uh, Bayonne. It might. Yeah. 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 They might not be worried. They might not even realize there's sound on that and they don't like Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Mama Sita, can you bring me a cold beverage, please? Please, Mama Sita. Please, oh, you you know which ones I like, Mama Sita. Please, Studio just said there should be a special bed for when I ask Mama Sita to bring the beverage. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, th- 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 lemon. Thank you, Mama Sita. Thanks for the sparkling lemon. Uh, Poland Spring lemon. Thank you, Mama Sita. Studio's like, yeah, there should be baby. Well, when am I supposed to work? It's five in the morning. Supposed to drum up the bed music for that? Yeah, there should be. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. When the Toronto Raptors got bounced from the uh, from the playoffs, one of the great things that their coach said was, uh, "If ifs and buts were candies and nuts, we'd all have a heck of a Christmas." Which I've been saying on this show for years. It's nice to know that me and Dwayne Casey. Are cut from the same cloth. And that this year we will both be out of a job. Join me, Dwayne Casey. On the unemployment line. What a dumb name for a basketball team, the Raptors. Think of dinosaurs. Really? That desperate to bring in kids? To buy a thing with a dinosaur. They don't even have dinosaurs on their logo anymore. Because the NBA, when they started with uh, basketball teams in Canada, they had the the Toronto Raptors and the Vancouver Grizzlies. And the Grizzlies always had... Uh, the X-Files cast was always at the games. You'd always see sideline, would be, baseline, sitting on the courtside, courtside sideline. David Duchovny would be sitting there. Then they are no longer in Vancouver. I want to ask one of the people out there, Pat, where are they? The Vancouver Grizzlies. What city did they relocate to? That's okay. Minus five points for you. Mama Sita's got five points. Studio's at zero. He's at minus one for saying 
Hey, you should do uh, bed music for that. He should have said, I'll do bed music for that. I would now, oh, now, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll do bed music. Yeah. Now they're shoving each other out of the, I still didn't give the sunshine and the rain record away yet. That's why I played them. The taunt. I only have two copies. There's three, uh, three of you meatheads out there. Only, what's that now? They were the Vancouver Grizzlies. Memphis studio, you got plus one now. You're you're out of the negative zone. Well, duty, I didn't say he couldn't. Sunshine in the rain, their new album, it's out now in the darkness of my night. And we just heard I'm not your girl. What a great album. Produced by John Spencer, friends of the best show, Justin and Ashley. So, uh, so go get the album. It's on Ernest Jennings uh, recordings. Yeah. So tonight we're talking about comeback redemptions. Think about that time you flopped. You couldn't think of the zinger. We'll either reenact the moment and I'll help you get over the hump of the, of the, the thing you're haunted by, by us reenacting it. Or I'll help you with a future comeback zinger you need for an upcoming exchange. That way you don't end up saying something like horrible to somebody. You know, cause I gotta say this. Am I funny? Yeah, of course I'm funny. Rolling Stone said top 50 funniest going, me and Worcester. Of course. It could have been top five if we would have been on that list. There's a lot of, no, there's a lot of unfunny, uh, 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 you know whaters out there, right? And they get mean, they get mean instead of funny and they can't tell the difference. Somebody zings them and then they say something like, yeah, you walk weird. Or some horrible thing like that. Uh, yeah, well, you got bad acne. Not mean. We'll help you. Tonight I'll help you. I'll help you get ready for the, to do a zinger that will go over well and everyone will laugh. And you won't come off losing. It's hot in here. Oh, it's so hot. Studio, can you adjust the, 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 the climate, please? Thank you. See, he's on it. Okay, you're up one. Mike's at five. The cold beverage didn't do the trick yet. You're down one. <laughs> Mama CT, you're down to four. Studio's at three. Pat, you're at negative ten. Memphis. Yeah, you're negative 15, because I know you heard Dudio yell it out. Ah, uh, there's the cold air. Dudio and Mike, you're tied. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Comeback redemptions. Who's good here, Mamacita? Best show. Hello, hi. Hey! Hey! Oh, it makes it easy for us to get the 
Hey. Who was this, Mike? It's Avalanche Bob. It was Avalanche. Get off my phone. You're done. He's banned for a year and a half. Hear that? Year and a half ban. 18 months on Avalanche Bob. Well, let's not do that. That's No, he's just not. for. He can call back. Best show. Hey, Tom. Uh, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. To whom am I speaking? Peter in Columbus, Ohio. Peter in Columbus, Ohio, home of what band? Say it. Say it. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I, 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 Come on. uh, Come on. What's a band from Columbus? There's so many you can say. Come on. Uh, I don't know. Oh, God. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. I'm sorry. I, I will look into it. I just moved here, actually. Okay. Well, where were you from? Uh, I went. Well, I was going to. I was going to college at uh, Oberlin College, and I just accepted a, a job here. And where? Where's Oberlin? It's in. Uh, it's in Oberlin. It's in where? This guy hang up. Oh boy. Hi, best show. Hi, Tom. I was going to say Great Plains or Thomas Jefferson Slave Apartments. This guy could have gone either way. Any Ron House bass band. <laughs> to whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Pat in D.C. Pat in D.C. Name a great D.C. band, Pat. You can do it. Uh, Nation of Ulysses. There you go. What's up, Pat? Hey, I got one for the topic. The Comeback Redemption. You need some help, buddy? What happened? Yeah. I had a I had a flop uh, in a comeback a couple weeks ago. All right. Now, how did it go? How did it go? Uh, all right. Well, there's some background to this. Uh, it goes back to actually 19 weeks ago today um, when I noticed um, just kind of a weird amount of breadsticks laying uh, in front of the senior center a block from my house. There's no reason that there would be approximately one and a half cubic feet of breadsticks. There. Now, when you say breadsticks, you're talking about what kind? Like a Stella Doro breadstick? Uh, they were they were about six inches long and like pretty crunchy and you know they were they were a harder breadstick okay. and small, not wrapped, just loose on the no, side. No, just just loose, just in the grass. Um, so I sent off a, just a joke tweet just because I was just walking home, um, in which I coined the hashtag. Hashtag suspiciously large pile of contextless bread, contextless breadsticks. All right. Thought this would be a one-off thing. It was just kind of a joke of like, this is a weirdly specific and long hashtag, and that just is nothing. Um, then they were never touched. Mm-hmm. Animals didn't take them. Like the, you know, this is a seniors senior home with maintenance, you know, like custodians, none of them ever touched them. So then I just kept taking pictures and posting them on Twitter and Facebook. And how long and is this so, going? How long is this going on now? This, is, this is 19 weeks today. So these breadsticks are sitting out there for how long? 19 weeks. Oh. They, I mean, they've, they've <laughs> like, they, they've kind of disintegrated and, 
into, yeah. well, not really disintegrated, but actually kind of became a larger mass. Like they melted into each other and now there's like mold growing on them. But not by any outside influence, just by natural, mm-hmm. natural forces. So you were just, you've um, been just admiring the, the way nature, uh, takes its course now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I've just, it, it's like, it really is just a thing because I walk past it every day. Um, although also I have been trying to get, uh, Perry to name the next hound album to Sister's large pile of contest with breadsticks. Cause this, which, this dude, there's this band hound, right? And I love this band yeah. hound. They're a Philly band. Right. Yeah. And they yeah, aren't sure what to name their next album. Yeah. And, and Perry has liked a number of the pictures on Twitter or Facebook. Like mm-hmm. he's, you know, we, I could interact. name, look, I could name this hound album in, in, in 30 seconds if they wanted a name for it. Yeah. You could do a better job than me. Um, what is it? Also, what is it? It's called, okay. it's, it's, it's their third album, right? Yeah. They should just call it hound, hound, hound. <laughs> Right? But I, I can't disagree. Um, alright, well so, so then I actually, um, in the Washington City paper, in the Best of DC issue, I got an award for Best Chronicling, um, for this mm-hmm. weird ongoing Twitter joke I've been doing. Okay. Um, so that's the so, that's how bad things are in in Washington D.C. right now. That somebody yeah. taking photos of decomposing breadsticks in front of a senior citizen's home is is actually lauded for it. Yeah. Rather well, than someone telling you to get a shovel and straighten it out. Yeah. Also, maybe that the arts editor is a friend of mine. Um, <laughs> yeah, that might. Be. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, that's how it works. Okay. So go on. So then, so then that happened. Then like a week or two later, I was just at a, at a house show at a friend's house watching some friends bands. Uh, nothing, you know, it was just a whatever house show. Uh, and some dude just walks up to me and just says, and just said like, are you the guy with the breadsticks? Mm-hmm. Uh, to which I responded with like, I laughed and said, yeah, I, I am. How did you know about that? It's weird. Uh, and like, you know, I was being jovial and his, and he just like said to me, you need to go to a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which I just was so like taken aback by like his seriousness and like offense but I just was like, oh, okay, and I walked away. But so, in, in, and then like it, like it, like I felt bad about that for like the next day. Uh, but I wish I had just said to him, like, yeah, maybe, but not because of some weird little internet joke. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it, you know, like maybe you shouldn't be a jerk. So what did you say to him in the moment? You said nothing? Nothing. I just was like, okay. I like walk the other way. But just because I'm naturally non, non-combative, I guess. So you blew it. You blew it in the moment. Yeah. I blew it in the moment. And then I felt guilty about both what this stranger had thought about me 
and also my failure to respond uh, appropriately. Here's how you're gonna. I'm gonna give you a couple. Here's a couple variants on how you could have played this. You be the guy, and I'll be you. Okay. Snap, snap, snap. Picture, picture. Snap. (laughs) Hey, why are you taking pictures of me? Oh, 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 oh. Oh, sorry, I messed up. You're me. I'm you. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Snap, snap. Picture. picture. Are you the Are you the guy with the with the breadsticks? Why, yes, I am. Well, you should see a therapist. Hashtag breadstick life. (laughs) Yeah. That would have got. That would have been. Or you could have said, "Let's do it again." Okay. Snap, snap, picture, picture. Are you the guy with the breadsticks? Are you the guy with the stupid questions? <laughs> Why, yes, yes, I am. Why, yes, yes, and... I am. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you, sir. Same here. One more. Cool. Snap, snap, picture, 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 snap, snap. Are you the guy with the breadsticks? No autographs, please. That's it. Yeah. That would have gotten you out of it rather than just him going, you should go to a therapist. Now we'll do one where he says you do the therapist one, one final one here. Snap, snap, picture, picture, snap. Are you the guy with the breadsticks? Why, yes, I am. You should see a therapist. Why? Because I'm taking pictures of this elder abuse and I'm trying to bring a larger issue to to life. You should go see about, you should go figure yourself out, bro. Sitting on the sidelines, not helping. Get involved. Right. That, that's the more, uh, the responsible. Yeah. Response. I gave you of the whole rainbow. There you go, yeah. buddy. Okay. Always doing good, Tom. You have a great night. Thanks so much. Bye. Good night. Who's good here, Mike? Your idea good? Who is it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Best show. Hi, Tom. It's financial guru Greg Gethard. Oh, hey, hey, Greg. How are you? Hold I'm on. Doing one, just, well. Just one, se- one second, Greg. Yes. I'm just going to put you on pause for a second. Okay. Hey, Mike. I thought we talked about this guy calling. 
right? What, did you forget? You forgot? Well, first of all, taking three points off. Secondly, because, look, this guy's all well and good. But he's doing some comedy routine now or something. I don't know what it is. And I just would prefer not to. So, let me just, I got to go back to the show. The audience can't keep listening to this music. Hey, Greg. What's up? Hey, Tom. Financial guru Greg Gethard is on the line, everyone. Yep. Just uh, calling in. Haven't called in for a while. And um, I wanted to um, uh, bring up um, something from a past couple weeks. Uh, no, nothing about nothing about my brother. Um, but, but Chris Gethard's my brother, and everyone should watch uh, his new show on True TV. But, yeah, well, it's not his new show; it's his current show. But going to be on True TV coming up in a few short weeks. Well, in August, not a few short yeah. weeks. It's a few months. August. Few few so, few months, bro. Two months. Two months. Yeah. This is. I would not want this from a uh, financial guru. I would hope a financial guru could tell the difference between weeks and months. Well, I can tell the difference between dollars and cents. Not ah, you know what? That's a fair point. You know what you know, and you know that's what that's what people would want from a financial guru, not some calendar guru. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not. You know, an Egyptian god here or anything like that. I'm not changing the calendar. I'm just here to help people obtain a lifetime of financial security. That's, I'm glad to hear. So, 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 what what's going on? What happened a few weeks ago, Greg? Oh, and um, I just wanted to call in uh, with my own Gallagher story. Because people are now calling with Gallagher stories. The comedian Gallagher, the guy who smashes watermelons and rides an oversized big wheel. And and people have been calling with their horrifying Gallagher stories. So I cannot wait to hear your Gallagher story. Well, in a uh, past uh, job, I was a newspaper reporter in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Sure. And Gallagher was coming into town to perform at their um, their little venue they have, and I had the honor of interviewing Gallagher for the Old Colony Memorial newspaper. So and you interviewed Gallagher to promote his upcoming gig. Yes, in two thousand four, two thousand five, around then. Okay. So I, I got to do a, uh, I, I was not normally the entertainment reporter, but I, I begged for this plum assignment to, uh, to interview Gallagher. Um, and it was, it was great. It was the interview of a lifetime, I would say. Um, he revealed in the interview, um, his, not his hatred, but severe distrust of Mexicans and that he thought 9-11 was caused by insurance actuaries. And that also he told me a story about when he was running for governor of California. He um, was campaigning for it in Iowa, and um, he wanted to raise attention to a Maytag factory that closed in Iowa in this small town, and he wanted to um, to get attention for it. He wanted to blow up the, the town square. So then when the media would come to find out about this explosion, they would then go and see the real story. So you wanted to, he wanted to have an explosion take place so that people would find out about the Maytag factory. Yeah, yeah, it was going to be like the old uh, switcheroo. People were, you know, the media is just going to hear about this big giant explosion in this town. And um, then when he got there, Gallagher was going to 
stand, I guess, on the steps of town, the non, non-exploded town hall, mm-hmm. and tell them, you know, like, no, the real story here is that the Maytag factory closed down. But he was doing this while campaigning to be governor of, Flo- of California. Now, uh, I want the, y'all the to know, I set off that explosion in the thing because I wanted to draw attention to the... Wait, why are you guys handcuffing me? Why am I being handcuffed? I want to talk about the Maytag... He would get arrested. Yeah, well, but yeah, I mean, I would hope, I would hope if he, well, he, to be fair, he tried to pass it through the town, like the town council, like whatever yeah, well, the elders of this town were. Well, then it wouldn't and, be a news story then. Yeah, it, it's just like a stunt. It's just kind of more like a bad idea. So he would try to get this passed through legislation and then, yeah. and then that would become the story that Gallagher is trying to blow up our town square. It would be a story well before it happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Hey, I'm just a reporter here. I'm not. Look, I'm not inside the. I'm not inside the brain. First of, of all, Gallagher. The thing we all want to know now: Do you still have a tape of this interview? I have a copy of the article in my email archives. I don't have the tapes. Um, I unfortunately did not tape it, but I did take copious notes, and I do have a copy of the article. I may be able to get the hard copy to put on a uh, PDF. Um, I'm going to have to call in some favors for that, but so you, it, it's it's possible. I can get it out there for for the the world to see. The world to see. So, did this Tom, uh, did this okay. thing make the article the idea that the that he wanted to blow up Town Square? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Right. I, I, I put it right up front. Um, he also in the um, so I mean you being you being a person of note, you know, like when people want to do interviews with you, and you also you know having run a fanzine back in your um, you know before, mm-hmm. you, you, yes. you know, like when you try and contact like anyone remotely famous, it's mm-hmm. it's you know you have to jump through like all kinds of hoops, and to contact Gallagher. I had to like find. I called up the, the venue. Will give you like his manager. His mm-hmm. ma- they gave me his manager's like email, which was an AOL address. And so like I, I emailed this guy, and he just like the manager was like, "Yeah, call Gallagher anytime you want," as opposed to just you know like instead of be having to like schedule something and be all like, allocated like ten minutes, he just told me like give Gallagher a call whenever you want. So I called Gallagher. And literally after half a ring, I just heard, hello. And, you know, it was that familiar Gallagher twang. Mm-hmm. And I, I introduced myself, and he was like, yeah, I got time for the interview now. So I, you know, I just, I had my list of questions, and I asked my first question to Gallagher was, um, Gallagher, I've been meaning to ask this question to you my whole life. Is it okay to call you a genius? And he responded by going, ha, ha, ha. This interview is going to go swimmingly well for me. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was a great interview. He talked about how he's responsible for the Ramones, uh, responsible for the Blue Man Group, responsible for moshing. Just a little bit of everything. How, how is he? Resp- how is Gallagher responsible for the Ramones? Please give me give me the short he, version of that. He's responsible for punk rock um, because he was like punk rock comedy, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Before him, no one was doing that, and he just said like. You know, without him, without him, there wouldn't be punk rock and there wouldn't be the Ramones. 
Sure. Now that makes perfect sense. That yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. It makes total, here, here's, total here, sense. Here, here's two thoughts I have. First, first of all, Greg, I'll say yeah. this: we haven't heard from you in a while. You're you're always a great caller. You always are. I just want to say that right off the top. You know what to do. You're an entertaining guy. You prepare. You don't feel the some compulsion to call if you got nothing to say. You call when you got something to add, and that's what you're doing. I'll say this. First of all, Gallagher, uh, you'd think he would be more concerned about saving a uh, a uh, sledgehammer factory. <laughs> right, right. There's plenty of those jobs that are lost. Yeah. What about the what about the the sledgehammers that are all getting outsourced? Uh, to, well, to different you know, why are we focusing on washer and dryers and, and from Maytag? Yeah. But although Gallagher does have a, a fair amount of interest in washers and dryers, because how do you think you get the that the watermelon out of your clothes? Yeah, if you weren't smart enough to prepay for a tarp to your show, you are going to get stained. You are going to get stained at your show. Yeah, at his show, and you know it is a problem. So he does have. I, I mean, he does have an interest in stock of Maytag products. Yes. Now, one of the three guys out there has handed me a note, and it says, ironic, because Greg is the Gallagher II of the Gethard family. I'm not going to say which of the three guys out there handed it to me. Uh, oh, no, that's that's fine. And it, hey, hey, if I'm, you know, if I'm Gallagher II, that's, I'm okay with that. You're I Gethliger. Gethliger um, II. Right. Call me uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Brian Doyle Gethard, they called me. Well, that's a nice thing. Brian Doyle Murray is amazingly funny. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm fine with that. I'm not, I mean, about, I'm not here to say I'm that funny or anything. I'm, well, how do you no, feel I'm about, funny. Then how do you feel about Gethliger 2, if you, that's what your name became? That would be fine with me. You know, like, hey, if, I'm, if, I, could be, if I could be on par with, the Gall- with Gallagher Brothers, Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Well, why don't you start doing uh, Chris's show uh, in smaller venues, <laughs> like the way the way <laughs> Gallagher too started doing Gallagher's show in smaller clubs? Why don't you start doing career suicide in smaller yeah. venues, and then you can also do it for like Crackle. You can film it for a smaller uh, <laughs> network as well. Yeah, I think yeah, that's probably that's probably the best bet with that. Um but but someone did a cover band version of my brother's show, like his, I know. his assistant his I, assistant did it. That so is would, the funniest thing I've ever heard. So I would be more like Gethliger three in that situation. You would. You would actually be Gethliger three. <laughs> yeah. But everybody yeah. knows the third movies are the best in any any franchise. Godfather oh, yeah, three, three. Naked Gun, 33rd, and yeah. 33 and the 3rd. Back to the Future, 3. Police Academy, 3, back in training. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're in the proud tradition of the third movie in a franchise. Always the best. Rocky 3. Yeah, the best the one. Best the best, the one. best one of all the Rocky movies. Clubber Lang. If you had to put the Rocky movies in order, uh, Greg, what order would you put them in? I would go 4. Okay, you're wrong Three. already. Though you're wrong already. Four. You go. Yeah, four. Four USA, dude. Yeah, all they, they all take place in the USA. But, but 
I know they all take no four doesn't take place in the USA though. The fights in Moscow, but it it starts in the USA. It's about the I'm saying, but you're trying to say like the other movies aren't about the United States. Well, they're about Americana. Okay, so let me get this order right. Four. Yeah. Four. Three. Three. One. One. Okay. Two. Two. And then five, and I haven't seen, like, any of the relaunches or Creed. So then, yeah, you can't, so, yeah, but this is the thing. Yeah, how, first of all, how can you be from Philadelphia and not ha- not have seen Creed? Uh, no, I, I mean, the, well, the last, I, the last two movies I've seen in the movie theater are um, The Accountant, Okay. And um, Entourage. Well, you're and aware that you're aware that Creed is is not in theaters anymore and is available. No, I know that for home yeah, I know. home I, viewing. I just stream it. Yeah. I, I just I have I don't. Have, you're a busy don't guy. You're a busy reason. guy. You have time busy for man. that. Busy man. Because this is this is what I would say the proper order of these Rocky movies would be. Mm-hmm. Three, one, Creed. Two, six, four, 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 five. Huh. I don't know. I mean, five. I mean, five. Five is the one with Tommy Gunn is yes. usually the last one, right? Yeah. Like five, that one. Just five is the one when he's not even a boxer in it anymore. Yeah, and and there's like the fake Don King who's like hit me, hit me no sue. Yeah, big catchphrase. I <laughs> So, so, Tom, my biggest failed best show moment came when I saw Entourage, the movie. Yeah. I I was going to the movies. I, I watched it the day of um, your show, but you had a guest on. I was going to call you while watching Entourage from the theater. But, or you weren't on that night or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, it's my biggest failed moment is that I was going to call you and talk to you while having, like, Vince at all in the background. So, you might um, have done it. You blew about, it. Yeah, I know. You blew totally it. Totally what movie is that from, Mamacita? <laughs> Mamacita? It's from Copland, baby. You're out. Mamacita's down to zero. Pat said they did negative three. I'm sliding him up. He said Memphis again. So he's at one now. Okay. I'll keep moving him up every time he yells Memphis. Greg, Greg Gethard, name name 10 members of the Memphis Grizzlies throughout their history. Oh, uh, uh, Zebo? Yes. Marcus Hall. Yes. Tony Allen. Yeah. Mike Conley. Uh-huh. Vince Carter. Yes. Okay. Uh, Paul Gasol. That's right. Wait, uh, Paul Gasol? Yes, of course. See, that's where he. Yeah, yeah, that's where he started. Michael Dickerson. Okay. I believe was their first draft pick. All right. Um, who, who uh, did I go? Did I get ten yet? You're at seven. Um, I'm at ten. Seven. I'm at seven. Yeah. Um, Dickerson, Powell. Um, who else? Um, Troy Daniels. Okay, eight. Um. Oh, um, Gilbert Arenas was briefly on the Grizz, post-gunplay okay. Gilbert Arenas. You go nine, and you're missing the biggest one of all. He played two Iranian games. Iranian-born NBA player Hamad Hamadi? No, two games. He played two games for them. AI. That's right, Allen Iverson. 
Greg Gethard, you're the best. Gethard, Gethlinger, too. He'll be doing career suicide at uh, at Johnny Brenda's. <laughs> Which you know, you know Creed. There's a scene from Creed filmed at Johnny Brenda's. I I have heard that. I have heard that. Yeah, well, I have heard. I actually will be performing at Johnny Brenda's soon. Yeah, you're going to do soon. career suicide. I'm going to be I'm going to be doing my brother's personal journey through depression. Yeah, uh, an abbreviated five minute version for it, opening for Doogie Horner. Yeah, it'll start off with you going, "Hey everyone, just want to let you know this is my brother's story. None of this happened to me." Uh, everybody sit back and enjoy career suicide. <laughs> All right, Tom, I'll let you go. All right, buddy, you take care. Thank you. Good guy. He's a good guy. Best show. Oh, hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? This is Angela. Angela, where are you calling from, Angela? Um, I'm calling from Ithaca. Angela from Ithaca. What's going on tonight in Ithaca? Uh, not much. I had uh, one for the topic. Been, I've been sitting on this one for a few years. Yeah, the comeback redemption. Let's hear it. Well, I, first of all, I'm not sure if there actually is a comeback to this. Okay. And um, also, the, the gentleman that said something to me said something kind of colorful. It's not a swear word, but I'd say it was colorful. Yeah, you, can da- you can dance around it. I know you can all pull right. it off. Okay, so um, I was visiting my friend in Denver, and we went to Golden, Colorado, and um, Mike just had... Mike just passed out because <laughs> you went to Golden, Colorado. I know, yeah. Well, the the, the course factory is is big and bold there. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> so, so yeah, we were in Golden, Colorado, and um, my son was was very young. He was about uh, 10 weeks old at the time, and we went to this antique mall, and he got hungry, so I went outside, and I sat down on a bench to nurse him, and an older gentleman who, you know, he looked, I don't know, he looked like, uh, have you seen the movie Crazy Heart? I know the movie, like like Jeff Bridges in Crazy yeah. Heart? Okay. So he no. looked, well, he looked like Robert Duvall in Crazy Heart, like oh, okay. old Robert Duvall. Sure. And he had, you know, like his socks up to his knees and white sneakers. He's like an, an old guy. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, so I was nursing my baby, uh-huh. and he walked by me and looked at me and said, What a titty suck! Okay. <laughs> I was flabbergasted, uh-huh. and I didn't know what to do, and I couldn't say anything back to him because I was just kind of in shock. Then you know what you should have said? Do you, would you want to say something outrageous back to him to put him in his place, like to, to outdo him? Or do, would you I want guess. to? I'm not even sure. Yeah, I guess maybe. Then you know what you I say? I didn't know what to do. This is what, this is what you say then. You say, okay. You say, take a number, you bleeping fossil. <laughs> right? That's really right. good. There you go. See? Yeah, see? That's how you could That's have resolved great. that moment. She said, yeah, take, You're a, right. take a number, you bleeping fossil. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. That's that's oh. a really good one. Oh, Angela, you're quite welcome. And you okay. have a grand evening. Yeah. Best show. 
Hi, I've got one for the topic. Okay, uh, the topic being comeback redemption. Yes. What do um, you have? All right, so I was once in this elevator with Patty Smith, and I asked her if she'd ever seen Humble Pie. Uh-huh. Any and, other, did um, you say anything else? Had she ever seen Humble Pie? Are you leaving out any other phrases on that? I don't think so. Uh, maybe. Did you say, have you ever seen Humble Pie back in the day? I did say that, yes, yes. Uh, and she said, uh, a little before my time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's very funny. Uh, I'm just busting your, yeah, your, that, your that's hump funny. there. No, that's funny. That's funny. I appreciate it. Who, 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 uh, who is this? <laughs> Excuse me? Who is this? Uh, Larry in D.C. How are you doing, Larry? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm loving the show. And I just want to say, you are a total badass. Just going by the, the current 2017 definition of total badass. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what, what would you say the current definition of total badass is then? Well, I, I know what it is. What is it? Well, uh, the Webster's entry is uh, badass, a person who performs a given task at a reasonable level of competence. But well, for, that's not real. That's actually Webster's? Oh, yeah. No, it is real. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's as real as the, the air that we breathe, the, the food that we eat, the Loch Ness Monster. Well, I mean, I, I think that the, the time has proven that there is no actual Loch Ness Monster. What? No way. No. There's totally a Loch Ness Monster. It's as real as these, uh, you know, these Trump Comey tapes. Uh Uh-huh. Well, I mean, so far, actually, nobody's certain whether whether that tape exists either. Again, no way, Jose. It's real. It's real. I've heard it. Wait, you've, (laughs) you've heard... Well, how how could you have heard the the Trump uh, Comey tape? Because I recorded it. Wait, hold on. You recorded it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the White House recording engineer. Why? Okay. okay. This is- Actually, that's that, that's only half true. Most of my time is spent remixing. Remixing. I yeah. mean, uh, this is um, I am completely confused now. You spend your, what, what would you be remixing at the White House? Well, right now we're remixing A Night at the Opera. The, the, the album, the Queen album? Yes, yeah. Okay, and who, who is we? Me and the President. Why? <laughs> the, alright, I'm having a very hard time wrapping my head around the idea. Mm. Wait, so, can I ask, why you and the president are remixing A Night at the Opera? Sure, you just did. <laughs> uh, again, busting your bees. Um, uh-huh. Well, um, we're remixing it because uh, the president thinks John Deacon's bass is 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 too low in the mix and also very puny sounding. Oh, I I, I have to say, uh, what was your name again? Larry. 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 I have to say. This is definitely the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Um, can I, I have to know more about this? Can you please tell me everything about it? why and how and where <laughs> you and 
the president are remixing a what's a, a 40-year-old Queen album. Okay, well, regarding the where, um, when, when he was inaugurated the, that day, pretty much, he installed a state-of-the-art recording studio in the White House basement, you know, complete with um, vintage tape machines, mixing boards, really cool outboard gear. Um, the how, you know, when you're president, you can pretty much do anything. Um, including subpoenaing a multi-track recording tape from Roy Thomas Baker, which he did do. That was a whole scene. Okay. Yeah. Um, as for the why, um, basically the president just loves music. It's it's his one, it's his one real, true, only passion. Really? Yeah. Music. Yeah. It's all he cares about. It's all he thinks about night and day. Uh, that I gotta say. That is unbelievable because if there's one thing that nobody like really knows about mm-hmm. Trump is just like if he's into any if he likes any music at all or and if he does what music would that even be right it's it, it's it's something you just don't hear about um and he lives for, for music everything to do with it and it's kind of why he you know, if you'll notice his press conferences or whatever, he just kind of wings it, and he doesn't really seem to know what he's talking about, or he doesn't really seem to know, doesn't really seem to have given any any thought to what he's about to say. That's because he really hasn't, because he's just thinking about music all day. Uh, and, and he has really good taste. Really? Yeah. Like, I, I, it's so hard to picture him with good taste. When you think about how Three Doors Down played, like, Smash Mouth's All-Star at the inauguration. Oh, right. That's only because he couldn't get, you know, God, who was, who was he trying to get? He was trying to get Kurt Vile, uh, the aforementioned Patti Smith. Um, he was trying to get The Fall to play, but none of them, you know, none of them could really do it. And, and he was also trying to, he was trying to make it DC-centric also. He, he, I know for a fact he offered Minor Threat $7 million to, Reform to play the inauguration. Yep, yep. There was one holdout. Lyle, uh, Lyle Presslar wouldn't wouldn't do it. So, so Ian McKay was going to do it. Yes, yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah, which is strange because you know Lyle Presslar's nickname in, in in the hardcore days back then was the the G Gordon Liddy of punk. So it's weird that he kind of turned on that. Yeah, yeah. He's also trying to get uh, Trouble Funk to reform. They they wouldn't do it. Uh, Urban Verbs, same deal. So, huh? Okay. He was trying, you know. I gotta say, in in the, you know, really wild shock. You know, I well, I gotta say though, in the shock of of all this stuff. And me trying to wrap my head around everything you're saying, it's like I didn't even get a chance to follow up on the, the the Comey uh, tape, like a bombshell mm. that you dropped earlier. Right, right, right. It's like you said, you recorded it. Yes, I did. Uh huh. And I mean, can you confirm that? Like, people say that Trump asked him a Comey for an oath of loyalty. A what? A what? No, there's. There's no talking on it. It's it's like 20 minutes of, of just jamming. Of jamming? Yeah. Wait. Uh-huh. Like, m- like music jamming. Well, if you, if you can call it that. I mean, it's it's pretty awful. It's pretty 
It's pretty terrible, and basically that's why that's why Trump says in that tweet, you know, he said Comey better hope there's not a tape because it's 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 just fully embarrassing. The tape because uh, of the yeah. music on it. Yeah, it's a, it's like a really weak jam. Um, it, it's it's Trump on bass. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Hawks from the Cars on keyboards. Kenny Aronoff on drums, and Comey is on guitar and vocals. And I gotta say, you know, Trump, he, he, although he was just playing bass, his runs and his groove, very fluid, very solid. But, you know, here's where it kind of falls apart. All the riffs and the ideas were, were Comey's, and he just doesn't really have it, you know, and it's pretty awful. Basically, it sounds like, um, I don't know, like subpar Scarecrow Mellencamp meets Latter-day Supertramp, but more new wave. It's like there's no focus to it at all. That does sound pretty rambly, the idea of John Cougar, uh, John Mellencamp, because at that point there was no Cougar in his name right, anymore. Right, right. Do you ever wonder with that, do you think he wanted to call himself because it was Johnny Cougar when he started. And you know who gave him that name? It was uh, David Bowie's manager. It was. It was. Yes. Tony DeFries. Tony DeFries. Do you feel that I, – I I've always felt this. He never would have changed the Cougar if it, he would have – would st- if it wasn't Cougar, but it was Cigarette. If it was John Cigarette Mellencamp. Right. He would have – did he never would have even gotten that far? He would have been fine if his name was just John Johnny Cigarette. I think so. And an, another tidbit which you might know about: he was really trying to be kind of the spokesman for cigarettes in in the late eighties. He was like the only guy, not even a brand, just cigarettes. <laughs> just the uh, the idea of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. John Mellencamp. Nobody has. Has like, like he, more of them. He 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 is the Marlboro Man. He is. He is. He's the actual Marlboro Man. Yeah. I don't know why he just doesn't do like ads for cigarettes. I don't know. I don't know. Like that would probably be some some product. Like some like you know he's those guys are always worried about selling out or like right. if, if 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 like. uh if like one of the cigarette companies contacted him saying they wanted to use one of his songs for a cigarette commercial, he would, I bet you he would change the words in a second. Little cigarette smoked by Jack and Diane. Yeah. That's just off the top of my head. Yeah. He would just, he would suddenly be just singing songs about cigarettes. I think he would. Hey, speaking of smoking. Yeah. Um, I I shouldn't be saying this, but I am pretty baked. Okay. Um, President Trump is making an album. What's that? He's making an album. An album of of an album of music uh, of his own music. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't hear from me, okay? Okay. I I can't. What is his music even like? Well. The music is actually pretty cool. It's like, um, it's kind of a cross between, like, like, uh, Funhouse era Stooges, Crocodiles era Echo and the Bunnymen, and that, that kind of presence sound that Zeppelin was getting on, on that record. Very I think you'd cool. like it. I really do. 
Huh. So like yeah. very, very kind of guitar. The guitar is layered like that. Like yes. Yeah. 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 Because some have said that uh, Jimmy Page is the. That's like the Jimmy Page album. Well, he played on it. Yeah. No, I know Jimmy. Page. No, he played on this stuff. With Jimmy Page is playing on the Trump stuff. Yes. Yeah. So is Will Sargent from Echo and the Bunnymen. So so he's playing on it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I it would be weird enough if um just that Jimmy Page and and Will Sargent would be in a band together, right? Let alone Donald Trump being the in the like the connecting link between those two. It's crazy, right? Like so that's crazy music. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild stuff. Topper Heaton's playing the drums. Okay, wow. So that's a pretty weird musical uh uh, 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 the team that he's it is, it is, and you know, lyrically, it's you know, it, it's pretty much what you you expect uh, expect from the president. Uh huh. Like how how so? Well, hang on. Let me get the track sheets here. Uh, get give you some titles, songs we've been working on. Um, let's see here. Uh, great stuff. The best. Where's my KFC bucket? I can do anything and get away with it. Exercises for. F's. I'm sure you probably don't need to need to know what that is. Uh, lock her up. I'm a modern day Icarus. Uh, God is a disaster. I have the longest neckties. Sad exclamation point, all caps. Um, nobody can stop me. Those emails. I don't need to flush the toilet. Um, I can have sex with him. Wait, what, what was that last one? I don't need to flush the toilet. Is that a? Is that I? I missed that as a. As a, is that something he? Okay, I'll. I'll yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't want to discuss that, but it. Um, yes, okay. it is. <laughs> um, I can have sex with whomever I want. I, I do give him credit for using whomever, yes. not not whoever. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. I, I'll and then there's like this thirty minute one called Red Baseball Cap Blues. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow! So it's it's a lot of cool stuff. A lot of the album is going to be called the Don, mm-hmm. and 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 the cover is is uh, you know it's him kind of dressed as the Godfather, like and, one and of those hip hop covers from like God, the, that's what it looks like. Yeah, like, like yeah. those ones that like would be like a Master P album. Exactly. Cover. Yes. Like with like stacks of mo- like clearly digital money. Like, like yeah, but his isn't digital. He, he actually had someone go to one of the mints, uh huh, and and bring back a whole whole lot of money, which he did not return. I have to say. Okay. Yeah. So, he, so, had, he has a cobra around his neck that he that he uh, made someone get from the the DC Zoo. He didn't return that either. So so he took money out of the mint and and got a cobra from the zoo and yes. did not return either of them. Yeah, I don't know where. That cobra is. I got to say, I, I really don't know. I wish I did know. Uh-huh. I know it's it's uh, causing a lot of panic in the White House. Uh, there's a cobra on the loose. Yeah, you know, he, he's he's hoping to have this record out after he gets impeached in a few months. Oops, you didn't hear that. Um, okay, okay, I didn't hear what. N- nothing. No, see that I was saying. That's me saying like I didn't what? hear. It. Oh, you got those tight lips. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that's really upsetting for you to say. What? No, I meant, you know, it's the really opposite of loose lips sink ships. Tight I'm lips. with you. Oh, oh I'm with li- I guess there's not really a, a, a 
second part of that there's one. No right way, there's no right way for that to sound. Larry. Where is your head? It's in the gutter. I don't get it. Well, uh, you, you know, you, I got to say, you started off with the Patty Smith thing, and I'm a little on high alert with you. Well, I'm sorry. Okay, I just, I'm, I just, it, it kind of shook me when you basically just turned into Larry Flint. Uh-huh, okay, for a second, sure. or the Albert. Uh, who was who was the creep at, who did? Uh, what was that other magazine? Albert was his name. Albert something. It was uh, Al Goldstein. Al Goldstein. Oh my God, that's yeah. who you sounded just like. Oh, oh, okay. Well. Thankfully, you got the right yeah. reference there for right, right, for the right sleeve. Screw that was his. That was his publication. He put out a publication called Screw. Yeah, it was a publication. Yeah, yes, a fine publication. Yes, yeah. Um, can, do you know, uh, Larry, who's putting the record out? Well, you know, it's interesting. He wanted to put it out on Third Man, but between you and me, he thinks Jack White is just getting way too weird. Uh huh. And then he wanted to put it out on Merge, but he kept seeing all these mean tweets about him from literally every Merge act except Destroyer. That, mm-hmm, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, and I don't know, I don't think, I don't think Dan Behar has a, uh, a Twitter account. That's probably the only reason. Yeah. I can picture him not, what do you think's the technology that Dan Behar, what do you think's the most, Extreme technology that Dan Behar does not own. I don't think he has a, a, a. He might have a cell phone. Okay. I think that's as far as he gets, really. But it, it's there's no way it's not one of those flip okay. tops. Yeah. Microwave oven. I think he has that. He he might have a TV. Although I'm sure he, he probably made a stand about TV and got rid of this like five years ago, right? I would bet he has a TV to watch movies on. He probably, That's true. He, probably yeah, he wouldn't watch. He wouldn't. He would probably. Uh, he would probably disengage its capacity to actually, bro- like, take in a broadcast or cable, though, right? Mm, yes, it would be for movies and for. Yes. Yeah. Do you think he has a stove? No, I don't. Uh huh. Yeah, I. I don't either. Maybe a car. I'm sure he's got a car. There's Maybe, no way yeah. he doesn't have a car. Yeah. Um. So 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 instead of all that, he's putting uh, his record out on his own label, which is called the Best Records. The Best Records. Yes. That's the name of the label. That is. Yeah. I mean, what else would his label be called? Um. I, I that I, that kind of fits the bill. Yeah. I guess yeah. so. I'm. Yeah. I mean, I gotta I gotta say, Larry, this this whole call is. Shocking, and this is a this is a major, major scoop you're you're giving me here. Like nobody has ever mentioned any of this stuff about his Trump's musical aspirations. Well, you know he's very shy about it, which you know of course is at odds with his public persona. You know he's so boastful and in your face about everything. But um, you know, truthfully, he had a he had a false start early on in life when it comes to music, and it really shook his confidence. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. What? What? Uh, why, what was that? Well, when he was a kid, he you know he he tried to join local rock bands in you know in his area, but he was always getting shunned because his hands were too tiny to form chords on the guitar, like actual chords. Mm-hmm. And the kids were just merciless. They'd call him names like um, what were some of the names? Baby Whittle Hands, uh, Pixie Digits. 
Mr. Tiny Sausage Fingers, stuff like that. Sure. Though, well, kids can be very hurtful. Yeah. And so, um, so he took up the bass. Okay. You know, because you can just use one finger at a time to play to play notes. And mm-hmm. he actually took lessons for many years, and sometimes he took lessons from Jocko Pastorius, which is pretty nuts. The the legendary bassist. Yes, um, his, his daddy would pay Jocko like a, up to a thousand dollars a lesson, and eventually Trump got really good. And of course, that practice paid off when he was in Kiss. Mm-hmm. Wait, I didn't know. Is he a Kiss fan? He, he saw, you'd think he would knew Kiss from, like, booking them, but I wouldn't think he would actually go see them. No, he was in Kiss. Well, no, this, um, what, what do you mean he was in Kiss? Well, in 2009, you know, Kiss were, of course, doing their Sonic Boom tour, promoting that fine record, and um, Gene Simmons blew his back out. Uh-huh. And the doctor told him, you know, he couldn't do this this one element of the show. Basically, he would get in this harness, and they would hoist him up, and he'd go to the rafters of the, the arena or the venue, mm-hmm. and there'd be a little stage up there, and he would sing this song called God of Thunder yes. from up there. And, you know, it's a crucial part of the show, but the doctor said he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So Gene calls his good friend Donald Trump, who he knows how to play bass. You know, he knows that Donald can play bass. So he asked him if he'll fill in for him, and he says, yeah, of course I will. So Trump did so well that Gene let him finish the tour in his place. Isn't that crazy? That is, that's, yeah, that's, it's so nuts. But it it happened, and what's crazy is nobody knew it wasn't Gene, because with the makeup and the costumes, they both looked like the same giant hot fudge sundae. Yeah, that that is that's that is kind of what he Gene does look like a melting hot fudge sundae. Yeah, <laughs> up there with way too much whipped cream on it. Right. Yeah, just kind of blasting out that 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 frog fart voice he does. <laughs> you did like the album Sonic Boom, though. You said it's a great record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you like the album? I do. Yeah. Modern Day Delilah, that's on that one, I believe. That's a great song. Yeah. 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 They, hey, uh, yeah. but you didn't hear it from me, mm-hmm. um, but check this out. Trump hasn't been running any of his companies since his kids were old enough to take over, basically so he could devote his full focus to music. Huh. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He says one of his biggest regrets is that in the 80s, he didn't really trust anyone enough to fully run his companies in order for him to go out and and rock more. Okay. He's always talking about how great things were in the 80s, you know, and like that was his prime and that was the best time for music. And he, he basically just loved all of it. He didn't really, he didn't really, you know, like one thing and shun another thing. He loved metal. He loved synth pop, industrial thrash he loved jangle pop all that stuff all that stuff yeah like he would go you know he'd see um oh like uh christ on parade or something and then go see let's active uh-huh. you know the same night sure he was skinny just, puppy uh-huh. dbs just really just consuming as much music as possible exactly yeah yeah, and you know his hair 
is a total tribute to Mike Score. He even told me that. From a flock of seagulls. Yes, yeah. The singer. Loves right? Mike. He loved, that makes perfect Doesn't sense it? when you think about it. It's, it's, it's such a weird hairstyle, but I guess, you know, it's so long ago and the, the, their hits were so long ago that no one really thinks about it. I guess, I guess so, yeah. That, so he loves Mike's score. From loves Mike, but he hates Paul Reynolds, who was their guitar player. I don't yeah. know where this comes from. He talks about him all the time. So basically, also the day he was inaugurated, he had Paul Reynolds imprisoned. He, he's, he's one of the few guys still left at uh, Guantanamo. The guitarist from A Flock of Seagulls. Yes, he wouldn't even let him keep those cool sunglasses. He always wore those glasses. Yeah. He really had that, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a band that, uh, they was a quick had, fall. Well, they had two, they had two albums and then they were kind of out the door. Yeah. It's a good run. They did. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, um, but you know, his working so hard back then certainly doesn't mean that, you know, like I said, that he wasn't going to clubs, you know, he, he, he would go see bands as, as often as he could, you know, pretty much every night. So, so, uh, Larry, can I ask though, why, cause that era, there's so many pictures when Trump was a New York City, uh, real estate mogul. Mm-hmm. He was always being photographed like at, a, at a fancy dinners or parties or premieres. Right. How, how is it that, that if he's going to see bands all the time that there's not, there's not f- photos of all that as of that as well. Oh, because he he'd wear clothing that would help him blend in. Like, say, if he was going to see the Bush Tetras or John Zorn at the Pyramid, you know, he tro- uh-huh. he totally dressed like downtown. Uh, okay, you know, uh-huh. and uh, you know, if he, if he was seeing the Heartbreakers or Iggy at the Peppermint Lounge, he you know he'd junkie himself up. So he would he would junkie himself up. Yeah, yeah. Like, what does that entail? Well, you know, like, like kind of a kind of cool, almost like, you know, Pacino in in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. But if like he had just rolled around in the gutter for like a mile, mm-hmm. and he'd also do the thing that Giant Thunders would do, where he'd wear like a cool fedora, but he'd also put a syringe in it too. Oh, okay, you know, to kind of signify where he's coming from that he, you know, that he was he was street. Uh huh. Yeah, that's I that I guess if you want to fit in, I could see that. It's surprising, but it makes sense. Same thing if he was going to a CB's matinee, you know, hardcore matinee. He would go to CB's hardcore matinees. Oh yeah, yeah, and and he'd wear you know he'd wear like a a backwards baseball cap, rolled up jeans over Doc Martens, suspenders, no shirt. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he and he would rule the pit. Uh huh. I'm having yeah. a very hard time picturing him at CBGB's in the '80s. Oh wow! You gotta search this. There is a photo of him doing stage security at a Cro-Mags Rock Hotel at the Ritz show in 1986. Uh huh. Yeah, and and him and Harley go way back. Harley from uh, the Cro-Mags. Yes. Yeah. Trump even sings some backups on Age of Qual. Well, this is nope. Okay. Yeah, and, and he was also very tight with Rick Rubin. Uh huh. And, and he'd hang out at Rick's dorm all the time, and he'd even tag along with Rick's noise band Hose, 
sure. when they play City Gardens in Trenton. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's how he met John Stewart. Because John, John Stewart was a bartender at City Gardens. He was, yes. Yeah. He, he, he likes to tell that story. Who is that, John Stewart? John Stewart. Yeah. I feel like I've heard him say it once. <laughs> you, you, maybe it was only once. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's, here's a question for you, mm-hmm. Larry. Do you think he's spent, what do you think he spent more time doing? Working at City Gardens or telling the story about how he worked at City Gardens? Telling the story. Yeah. I think so. Uh-huh. I yeah. agree. You know, also, you can see Trump in the uh, No Sleep Till Brooklyn video. The 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 Beastie Boys video? Yes, yeah. Okay. I'm he, he's, uh, he's drinking beer out of like a, it's like a miniature, um, what's the hockey trophy? The Stanley something Cup. Something Cup. What's it called? The Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup, yes. Yes. So he's drinking beer out of a miniature Stanley Cup. Yes. And then he dry humps this chick. <laughs> All right. Uh huh. All right. I gotta say, this is fascinating. And I mean, if you're working on music to this degree with him, I mean, is is it just the two of you uh, is in the mixing room or in the studio? Yeah. For yeah. these huge stretches of time. Yep. Yeah. So, what, what are you What are you talking about? Well, you know, like I said, we talk about music pretty much. That's that's the main thing. He likes to talk about n- new bands that he's into. Like, um, gosh, who's he into lately? Uh, this band called Warpaint. He likes uh, real estate. Uh, this band called D Planet. I can't really say the, the first name. Yeah, it's it's like a it's a, a to- oh, it's diarrhea. A, a di- yeah. yeah, there you go, diarrhea planet. Yeah. yeah, so he but, likes them but a lot. Beyond that, there's there's also long stretches of, of silence. Uh huh. And during that time, he's just constantly doodling. Do doodling. Yeah. Like what? Do you know what he's doodling? Oh yeah, he does. You know, he does album covers and like cool guitars, these elaborate stages, that kind of stuff. Uh huh. So so kind of like the way a kid in like like. Study hall, like a, a like a, a a teenager in high school who's oh totally super yeah, into yeah. music would yeah like like a dirtbag ne'er do well and you know he's in study hall and he's you know like drawing the the Judas Priest stage or something and you know those kind of rock rock fantasies that that like fourteen year old boys have that sort of thing sure sure yeah but he takes it even further. He he puts together these these elaborate rock fantasies okay. that that are really weird. Hang on, I, I I'm, I'm gonna let me see if I can find his latest doodle pad. Wait, Hang you, on, you have there are I do, yeah. Here it is. Oh my god, I, I didn't even see this one before. What's on I, it? I'm trying to figure out what exactly. It appears. Oh, oh it's an album cover, and it's got liner notes. Track listing everything. It's for something called Dill Dan Shock Whistle. So weird. What's that? Dill Dan. Dill Dan. Dil Dan Shock Whistle. Dil- oh, it's, it's, it's one of these fantasy bands that he comes up with all the time. This one is it's it's Bob Dylan, mm-hmm. Glenn Danzig, okay, Gina Shock from the Go Go's uh-huh. drummer. Sure, sure. And John Entwistle from The Who. 
And it's, it's a super group that I guess he's kind of fantasized that they form. Dildan Shock Whistle. Yes. Okay. Kind of rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. It's a very catchy name. Yeah. Um, what, uh, is, is, is there a name for the record? Yeah, the album is called Keep Rockin', which is it's pretty weak, if you ask me, right? Yeah, that that's not a great... T- that that sounds like a late-period Foghat album. It does, yes. It's like yeah. he put so much time into everything else and then didn't give any time to the the title. Yeah, it's like, like you said, Foghat, Tight Shoes is a better better title than that, than Keep yeah. Rockin'. Yeah, so, well, you know, Dildan's shock whistle maybe took all his... Energy. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of, you know, his whole thing about 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 exercise. How he feels that the human body is like a battery that has has like a, a finite amount of energy. energy yeah. yeah. He'll talk about it. And I'll just have to kind of go along with it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds. Sure. Yeah. You're right. That's right. Let's yeah. let's sit more. Uh-huh. Let's sit harder. That yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but you know, besides music. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't uh, talk about this, but I am pretty baked, as I as I said. Sure, sure. We've been talking about how he's dreading summer, just dreading it. Uh, why? Why? Why would he be dreading the summer? Because then he can't wear his hiding coats. Uh huh. What, what do you? What is a hiding coat? Well, you've heard of hiding hats, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, everybody knows what a hiding hat is. You know, that, that those wool caps that celebrities wear as they're coming out of a restaurant in Hollywood so the so the paparazzi will even be more drawn to them because it's it's 80 degrees and they're wearing a wool cap. Sure, yeah. It's That's like dressing like you were in the E Street Band in 1974. Exactly, yes, yeah. 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 Still one of the great mysteries of all time. I don't think he wore that that thick knit cap ever again, except for that one show in in uh, at Hammersmith Odeon. Did a has a band ever had a higher percentage of hats on stage? I don't think so. No, maybe um, the gosh, band, maybe the band Token band? Entry. You know, at CBGB's uh-huh. in the uh, uh, hardcore man in eighty in eighty seven or so. Sure. But they wore those ba- those backwards baseball yeah. caps. But if, if you're really considering count. just hats. You're talking like funky hats. I'm talking like maybe the band would top out on who had the most hat. I can picture them true. starting off the show with a lot of hats. Yeah. Right? I think so, yeah. Where do you stand on the band? Um, You know, I've tried to, to get into them a bunch of times, and it just doesn't do it for me past a, a few songs. Yeah, I hear you. You know, it's very, very, they're very solemn, which I think I is what I might have a hard time with. Well, that's that Canadian, you know, thing. To me, sometimes they feel like, like they're they're Canadian Civil War reenactors, right? Like dress, yeah. Dressing like they're from the eighteen hundreds, and and acting like it's the most serious, like they're in some sort of band out on the battlefield. Yep, like, eating that stuff. Uh, what's it called? Hardtack. <laughs> yeah, they're they're out there. I'll show you. I say, Rick, have you uh, have you got any any more hardtack? <laughs> oh, that's I, very I, good. I, I lost mine at Antietam. That is. That's, Didn't think I knew history, did you? Well, no, it's a real. It's a real. I'm learning a lot on this call. I'm here to teach tonight. That, well, I, I'm here I, to I, teach. Yeah. But you know, so um, the hats. Oh, uh, everybody yeah, well, the, hiding. These hiding coats are the same thing, oh, okay, you know, but okay. except they hide, you know, ones. One's girth. Okay. 
And, you know, it, it, it's no secret that as he gets more and more embroiled in controversy, he eats more and more flame-broiled whoppers. Yeah, his, his eating is definitely... It seems like it's in a very bad place. It is, yeah. I've seen him bring in... We talked about about the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. He had the Stanley Cup... I, I don't know where it, 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 it resides when it's not hockey season, but he had it brought in filled with this weird mix of fried chicken, Skittles, um, bacon, and like... Not even sandwich-ready Arby's. It was just like the the roast beef was just flung in there. Uh huh. And he would just scoop it out. Ugh. He was using all that fi- that finite energy to scoop it. Uh huh. And chow. Yeah. Sick stuff. Yeah, all that battery, you know. I know. Yeah. And you know, also that that's why he's trying to do away with the EPA and why he's you know he's engaging with all these climate change deniers. So that he can, you know, he's trying to convince everybody that it's not getting hotter. The planet's, you know, the planet is not changing. And as a result, he's going to be able to act like it's still cold outside all the time so he can wear his hiding coats all year long. Sure, sure. Yeah. That, well, I, I understand that then. So he's, he's definitely got an agenda with that. He does, yeah. It's, it, it's the coat agenda. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what else? You know, he, he's also very focused on his Adult Swim show. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, what? What is he focused on? His Adult Swim show. Wait, adult the TV for TV. Yes, yeah. He has an Adult Swim show. Yeah, yeah. He, uh-huh. he pitched it in in December, and Lazo gave it the green light you know, like a week later or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be directed by Dave Willis. Okay. And uh, it's uh, shepherded by this exec there named um, Ollie Green. Okay. Yeah, and here's an interesting story. Every Thursday night at 9, the White House basically shuts down while Trump and Miss Green discuss the ABC show Scandal. Okay. In real time, while it's airing, via text messaging, like they're, they're super bitchy, like, uh, like they'll say stuff like, it, it, I like the show better when, uh, when Fitz and Liv were making the uh, Beast with Two Backs. Okay. Stuff like that. So a lot of I think, scandal. I think Quinn looks dumb in this jacket, that sort of stuff. So a lot of scandal chit-chat. Yeah, scandal, scandal. I haven't watched Scandal yet. Is it too late for me to get on board, do you think? Do you know Scandal, Larry? It's never, it's never too late to get in Shonda Land. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should wait for the next Shonda show. And it's make the final that... season, though, of, of Scandal. But if I you get... need to start watching The Catch. But that's what I'll do. I'll get on one of the new ones. There's like a fireman show she has or something, right? Yeah, Hot Stuff. Okay. Maybe yeah. I'll watch Hot Stuff. Do it, yes. And then I'll find someone who who I can just kind of like... Oh, can it be me, please? Well, or maybe. Maybe, Larry. Oh, I'm teasing All right, so it could be though. you. It could be you. We'll do... Yay! We'll, we'll, Yay! We'll tweet about... Uh, text about Hot Stuff. Well, let's tweet it, too. Okay. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. So wait, so tell me more about this show he's got. What what is his, what is Trump's show on Adult Swim about? You know, I'd be terrible at explaining it, but luckily when I was going through his sketch pad here, um I found what's it called? Is it called a log line? Is that what they call it? That's yeah, that's like T V talk. It would be okay. uh, like a yeah. Well, I have it here, and um, I'll just read it. Um, it. It's called Donald Trump's Video Vault, 
Okay. Um, our hero, Donald, is a maintenance man in a storage facility for the Museum of Television and Radio. He's in charge of making sure that the conditions in the storage rooms are kept at proper temperature and moisture so the tapes don't decompose or decay. Ooh, a hurricane hits while our hero is on duty and the air conditioning unit shuts off. So Donald has to try and fix it. As he's on his hands and knees trying to repair it, ooh, a lightning bolt strikes the entire museum and Donald is disintegrated into a pile of dust. Everyone assumes he's been killed, ooh, but he's actually been transferred into the video vault. He's actually alive in the context of what is on each tape in the vault. Ooh, Donald has to jump from tape to tape with the goal of reaching, oh, this is cool, the master computer at the end of the line. Uh-huh. Ooh, and that means he's jumping from the world contained, this is really smart, contained on each tape. So he's on the, he's on the VHS tapes. Yes, pretty cool idea. Yeah. That means that one episode will feature Trump living within an old episode of the Merv Griffin show, sitting on the panel as Merv interviews Orson Welles and, and Al Haig. Ooh. He then ends up having to jump onto an episode of Fat Albert and try to help the gang get their bicycle back from a local bike thief. Ooh. Then, then he's in the wide world of sports, and he's swimming against Mark Spitz. Okay. And if he in any way alters the, rea- ooh, the, the reality within a tape, ooh, the, the next tape could very well exist within a different world. This is really cool. Yeah. It says here the show gives a great opportunity for all sorts of comedians to come on portraying different characters throughout television. Ooh, uh, Jonah Ray plays Gavin McLeod from Love Boat, and, oh, I love this guy, Andy Kindler is great as Dick Cavett. That would be, yeah. I could see Andy Kindler playing Dick Cavett. I think so, yeah. It's very meta and Charlie Kaufman-esque. I don't know who that is. And smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that sounds, I would actually watch that show. That sounds I really good. Too. Yeah. You know, he also has this other show um, that he's been working on with uh, Tim Heidecker. Uh-huh. And it's called uh, Bathroom Bible Stories for Teenagers. Okay. It's really sick. I, I probably can't describe much of it over the phone. Basically, it's parents, and they go into the bathroom when they're... Ki- from the Bible. Yeah, I had to I had to bleep you on that whole stretch there, Larry. Yeah, I don't blame you. I, I didn't even want to say it. Hey, can I can I ask you a question? You know, you spilled the, the beans on the, uh, the whole Comey thing. Right. Um... Like, what do you know about, like, the Russian stuff? Like, has he ever talked about that stuff with you? Like, what they have on him? Honestly? Yeah? He has. Okay. And it is a P-tape. Oh, okay, wow. Well, that I mean, that's it's really shocking. We, I mean, I don't know how... We, we don't have to go into the specific details of the tape if that's something oh it's nothing like that no no it, it, it's an album he did with gg allen and the murder junkies in 1990 uh, and it's called the p-tapes okay. okay yeah they recorded it at this really bad studio in moscow uh-huh. and as as the president likes to say the production is so bad it makes sam haynes initium sound like number one record <laughs> okay uh-huh 
It's a pretty deep references for, yeah. for him, but he, yeah. he's always surprising me. Yeah, this all, I'm, I'm blown away. I'm still blown, I still think the most outrageous thing is that you're a fan of the album Sonic Boom. I think it's great. I love the cover. It's kind of a throwback to uh, rock and roll over, mm-hmm. but you know, but updated too. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the P uh, uh, the tapes they recorded in this really bad studio in Moscow, and so it sounds awful. And he's super embarrassed by it. So you can see why he doesn't want this thing coming out because the quality's so bad. And he said honestly, he said he and Gigi didn't really gel on the lyrical front at all. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. The president didn't feel it was edgy enough. So he didn't think it was edgy enough that Gigi was deli- delivering on. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you know what any of the songs on this are? What they were? Yeah, yeah. Uh, God, there was. Uh, what else was there? Was I'm going to. And there was one called, with my. And there's one called "Let Me Dip My My Hitler Mustache Into." Blood. Mm, again, I, I had to bleep all of that. Just all right. Yeah. yeah. Well. I, I I have no defense. You know, I, I would have, too. Uh, but, you know, Putin has this thing all ready to go. It's mastered. He's got artwork, li- uh, liner notes from um, Andy Zaks and Gerard Cosloy. Hmm, okay. Yeah, pretty extensive stuff. And, see, the, the big thing is Trump doesn't want it coming out before the Don comes out. Okay, He's, okay. he's terrified that it's, it's going to chart higher than the Don. All right. Well, I mean, that's... I I I got I got to say this all of this stuff is is bizarre and um it's all a little disturbing also I know I know a lot of this uh, stuff Yeah it's great you know Uh-oh what Oh no Wait what 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 what's going on Oh no I just got a text from Bannon Yeah He says that Trump's on the war path Okay That's actually what we call the hallways here at the, at the White House the war path Yes yeah okay. um president drives up and down them in in his trump school what's that a trump school what what is a what is a trump school basically it's an orange rascal but it's got this weird top that's made of you know that 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 silky stuff that's in in like corn like as you shuck it yeah like the corn the is hair it called the corn silk yeah I, I think it is yeah it's like it's like so the, it, yeah. it's got a bunch of that woven on top so it looks like his his hair it's top, like if a cart a was a tribute to someone. Okay. Yeah. Or wow. So I, I, he, I, I, so he drives around in an orange rascal that has. He does. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Steve says that Trump was listening this whole time to our conversation. Uh oh. So he wait. So he was listening to this. Yeah. Like uh, so. I mean, how is like, is it like a tapping situation? Oh no. No, he listens to the best show live. No. He does, yeah. He's he's listened since I think like two thousand and seven. To the to this show. Yes, yeah. He got turned on to you guys uh when Mayor Bloomberg played him that Art of the Slap C D you guys did? Sure, sure. Yeah. He's always quoting that uh, that line, what is it? Um he, he he's buried in a blues igloo. That's a that's a line there I hear back a fair amount. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's funny, and you know, honestly, 
he's always saying that Mamacita needs to get more airtime. Mamacita, who is uh, AP Mike. Yes, yeah. And you didn't hear it from me, mm-hmm. but the word around here is that he's going to name AP Mike as Spicer's replacement. Really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Mike knows about it, too, but I'm sure you know he's been sworn to secrecy. He has not mentioned I asked him. He what, can't mention it. What's going on? How are you doing? Right. Stone-faced. Nope. I mean, the thing with Mike is I assume it's just like when he's stone-faced like that, I assume he's, he's just like there's nothing upstairs with that, but he's just very, very canny, very, very... No, that's canny. true. That's very, what Trump wants. Wants what? N- nothing going on upstairs. Okay. Well, so Mike's doing a little bit of both then. He's playing yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. Very clever. Very... Anyway, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. What? Oh, no. I'm looking at the at the close circuit security feed here yeah in the studio okay he's coming oh no oh my god he's got that giant whipping hat what what is a wi- a giant whipping hat or any well, size whipping it's a hat. giant replica of that cool make america great again red hat that he wears yeah that he loves to like have in his hand as he comes out of the plane you know out of out of air force one like all the presidents before him you know, hold, holding a baseball cap. Yeah, it's like they, he comes out of he comes out of the plane as if the team just won the World Series. Exactly. Yes, and he's like Sparky Anderson. <laughs> yes, as if it's the manager who just is greeting the the team's fans at the airport. Thank you guys for a great season. I want to thank Johnny Bench, our, our MVP this year. He did a fantastic job, and this. Uh, this uh, series was for you guys. So, so yeah, so so a giant whipping hat. Yes. Oh, but he, he also he sprays it with this this out in the where he gets this. It's it, it's there's no other way to describe it. It's stinging oil that he sprays on this on this hat. Okay. And then he uses the giant hat as a giant whip. Uh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh no! Here he comes! Oh no! No, Mr. President! No, please! No! No! Larry? Oh! No! Are you okay? No! No more, please! Oh! Larry? Larry? Oh! Oh no! Larry? Oh, he stopped. Oh, that's okay. Oh no! My haunches! Oh my god! Oh, it stings so... Oh, it stings so bad! Larry? I gotta finish these mixes. Larry? Oh, he hung up. He does not have... cable. He does not have... a stove. He is... Destroyer! Oh, no, if that would have played at the thing... I tell you, I'm going to punch someone in the mouth. There's never been a talk up. I tell you, I can't get one. Mm, so close to cursing on this show. I'm telling you, I'm getting closer each each episode. And then Mike's like, hey, you got to start cursing. No one will expect it. Yeah, no, of course no one will expect it. I could say anything. There's plenty of things I could do that no one would expect. 
All right. Back it up, Tom. He doesn't have a stove. He doesn't have cable TV. But he has a discography including records like Street Hawk, A Seduction, Destroyer. Two for Tuesday, but it's not two for Tuesday. Mike wanted to hear the beginning of the song again. You happy? Oh, it's the best show here on a Tuesday night. Destroyer, the sublimation hour from Great Album. Do you like that song, Mike? What music are you listening to lately, Mike? Robbie Folks. No. What's that? Okay. It sounds like Steve Albini then. So it sounds kind of like, has like kind of a, like what, what do they sound like? Shellac? Robbie Folks? Jesus Lizard? So, yeah, that's right. We just heard uh, Sublimation Hour, the album Street Hawk, a seduction from so long ago. He's made so many great albums, Dan Behar. It's on Merge now. My favorite. My favorite. Here's a question I want to throw out to the audience. First of all, Dudio comes and tells me, he's like, Hey, you hear the news about the Eagles? What? The news about the Eagles. And I didn't even search this yet, so... Hold on. The Eagles. Let's see. Glenn Fry's son is going to join the Eagles. Deacon. So now the Eagles will just continue... Forever. Now that's actually a great move because then they'll replace Don Henley's kid. will replace Don Henley. Then the Eagles can just go on until the end of time. And his son is Deacon Fry, which I believe was Sherman Helmsley's character on the show Amen was Deacon Fry. I am almost positive of that. Can we get confirmation on that? Sherman Helmsley's character on the show Amen was Deacon Fry. Now that, I would love to see that lineup of the Eagles with Sherman Helmsley in the Eagles. Because then you get a little prog in there. Because everybody knows this Sherman Helmsley stuff, right? About how he was totally into prog rock. You know about this, Mike? You know Sherman Helmsley? George Jefferson? That he was big on it, that he was like really into the band Gong. 
and they flew David Allen over to Los Angeles. Deacon Fry, thank you. So either Glenn Fry didn't know about the show, Amen, or he was using his son to pay tribute to it. Let's see, either either he knew nothing about it or he knew everything about it. To where he wanted his son to keep the, the character alive of Deacon Fry. I like one Eagle song. One. Can anyone guess what Eagle song I like? One Eagle song. One, not two. In the City doesn't count because that was a Joe Walsh song first, right? Right, Mike? He did that on the Warriors soundtrack. I guess if I wanted to get some proof of that, I could ask uh, Wally Wacky Man who was at the... that. The Warriors, they had like a hate rally for the movie or something. What's his face? Z-Man, not Wally Wacky Man. Z-Man brought his uh, infant daughter to the to the Warriors rally they had for the movie. Can't exactly remember the details on it, but he'd be able to tell me if that song was on the soundtrack or not. So, yeah. couple things this Sunday. There's a thing called the Vulture Fest. Where it's all people talking all about different pop culture things in New York City. An interview with... Oh, I look at some of these things. These sit-downs with people who uh, don't have ten... We couldn't string ten words together. But somehow... Vulture Fest. I gotta look at this lineup here for this. Well, cause look, would they ask me to be at it? Of course not. Best show? No. Why, why would we ask, why would we ask a local, why would we ask a wildly popular local show to be involved in our thing? No, I gotta watch, uh, Matt Solar Zeitz do a one man, uh, show. Right? Was he doing, uh, the Great American Songbook? Right? Watch Jesse David Fox play banjo with George Siegel. Go to this thing. So, yeah, why would you ask a local show to be on? No, but they'll fly Hollywood Handbook. They'll fly them across the country to come do their show. I'm a car ride away. You put me in a Kenny lot, I'm good. Right? Right, Mike? And it's a Sunday, it puts it on a Sunday. I'll find some street parking. Now, why would you? Now, let's fly, uh, Hayes and Sean all the way from Los Angeles to do a, uh, to do their show live, Hollywood Handbook. Yeah. That show's only 80 times more popular than their show, first of all. But yeah, they're going to be at this, and it's actually, uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Sunday, Hollywood Handbook, live. I'm going to be a guest. A guest, the guest. At Vulture Fest. You find out more by going to vulturefestival.com. Yeah. Yeah. Don't miss the, uh, 
Look at some of these panels at this thing. Kevin Bacon. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Look, again, I'll say it about Black Mirror. Show's not dumb. A lot of dummies sure like it, though. That's a dummy magnet, that show. So, yes, I will be this Sunday with the boys, as they like to be called, from Hollywood Handbook. Best show. Hey, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hey. Uh, this is a. Excuse me. This is uh, Devin calling from Wilmington, North Carolina. Devin from Wilmington, North Carolina. Devin, who's yeah. the greatest basketball player from Wilmington, North Carolina? Uh, I believe that would be Michael Jordan. That's correct, Michael. What's his middle name? You can say it. Say it. Oh no! Come on. Jeffrey, I don't think I know Jeffrey, it. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'll say okay. this. I was in Wilmington once. I had spent years watching commercials for CC's Pizza. <laughs> then finally, and there's none up here. There were none up here at the time. Mm-hmm. And I see, oh, there's a CC's Pizza. I go in, I eat there. It's the worst food I ever had in my life. <laughs> right? Yeah. Six years later. A CC's Pizza opens up in New Jersey. It's like, ah, oh, that place was so disgusting when I ate there down in Wilmington. Now I'll eat at this one, too. Let me check it out make sure it's just as disgusting as that one was. It was maybe even worse somehow. <laughs> and that was three years ago. What do you think I did three weeks ago as I was driving past the CC's Pizza on Route 1 and they had a sign saying, New! New pizzas! Right? Yeah. I went in. Disgusted. I almost threw up. The worst salad on earth. There's iceberg lettuce with like the most tart oil and vinegar. And then the pizza. Guy's like, what do you want? What do you want? Make, make a special pizza. It's like, like just throw some pineapple on a thing. And I, I'll say this. I want to hear about people. That's not real pizza. Shut up. <laughs> People talk, that's not real pizza. Sick of, it's in a, that's not real pizza. That doesn't count as pizza. You know, it sure does. I really want to know who suggested... Um, so let me just finish go, real quick. You, oh, so I, I, I really want to know who suggested you go to a CC's Pizza when you oh, were here. Oh, you know who suggested it? Uh, the advertising, uh, <laughs> the world of advertising, and I'm completely influenced by it. I see these commercials franchising opportunities for CC's Pizza. CC's Pizza. CC's Pizza. I'm like, oh, there's one. I'll do that. I live in New Jersey. You throw a rock and you hit a, a <laughs> the best pizza you ever had in your life. Right. It's literally every shopping plaza has a pizzeria that will at least be okay and better mm-hmm. than most other places in America. And that's like the worst pizza place. The worst yeah. pizza place where the pizza's been sitting out for a few hours and they got to throw it back in the uh, pizza oven where it's a little sweaty, still better. Yet yeah. here I am going to CeCe's 
Three times in my life I went there. Mm-hmm. Why? The first time I couldn't learn. I didn't learn the lesson. Bite me once, shame on you. Bite me twice, shame on me. It's still there, that one in Wilmington. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. sure. They don't Never go going away. away. Yeah. No. So, young man, what's your name again? Uh, it's Devin. Devin. To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Uh, I wanted to uh, contribute to the topic. I have a redemption story, a comeback redemption story. What happened, buddy? What happened? So a few years ago, um, uh, there was, um, during the wintertime, we we actually had a pretty decent um, snowfall here, which is unusual for Mm -hmm. Wilmington. And um, me being like, I guess I just wanted to see the novelty of it. I'm sure it's pretty normal up up north, but I wanted to see like snow on the beach that seemed like a, oh, I'll, I'll see what the what the fuss is all about. And so I drove over. I, I could still, I was still able to drive. Uh, the snow wasn't that, that bad. Um, so I could drive to Wrightsville Beach and I'm walking around, just looking around. And somebody had made, uh, I guess, a snowman on the beach, like a mix of a snow sand man on the beach. Yeah. And I thought, it, I thought it was kind of kind of cute and, and, and nice if someone had done that. So I took a picture of it on my phone, and I started walking away. And as I'm walking back to my car, where I parked my car, this woman walks past me and says, oh, did it feel good when you did that? And walks away. And I don't know what she's talking about. I turn around. The wind or something, some force of nature has knocked the snowman over. Mm-hmm. And she just assumed it was me and just blamed it on me and just said that to me. And I didn't know. Simple. This is what you I didn't have a reaction to it. I wish I'd thought of something to say. This is what you say to her. All right. I'll be you. You be okay. you. All right. You be the the woman. I'll be you. Go ahead. Okay. So you were on the beach. Mm-hmm. The snowman was made of sand. Yeah. It was like a mix of sand and snow. Some kid, I guess, earlier had made it. Yeah, okay. So, and it fell over, and she thought you knocked it over. Right. Yeah. Okay, this is what you... Okay, go ahead. You're her, I'm me. I'm you. Okay. Okay. Did it feel good when you did that? I would say, first thing, here's a few options. First thing, yeah, it did feel good, because I'm clearly uh, the almighty, and I blew that thing over, and I'm bringing the snowstorm in. You better hope I don't throw your... uh, bleep in the ocean right nice i'm on board that's a more aggressive one Mm-hmm. okay second let's do it again okay hey did it feel good when you did that when when i did what knocked over the uh the half sand half snowman oh the structural integrity on that how surprised i thought look lady i thought it was going to stand for a hundred years also but then I lost it and I pushed it over. That's pretty good. Okay, third one. Let's go again. Okay. Did it feel good when you did that? When I did what? Knocked over the the snowman? Did it feel good when you accused me of doing something I didn't do? Did that feel good? You hate monger. Does hate feel good? Cause I'll, and then this is an addendum you could add on. This is not. Right. You say, because you know what, lady? And you get up in her face. You go, I hate hate. I got deep. Yeah. 
I actually yeah. took that from Morton Danny Jr. It's one of the great <laughs> moments that of his when he screamed, I hate hate in someone's face. It's one of the most meaningful things you could think to scream in someone's face. I hate hate. Right. You feel better, Chief? Yeah, I do. I don't know. The problem is it never snows here, so I don't know. The opportunity is never going to arise again, I don't feel like. You don't know. Thanks for calling. Best show. Oh, hi, Tom. How are you doing? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? Um, this is Aaron. I live in uh, San Francisco. San Francisco, what's going on in San Francisco tonight, buddy? You're getting ready for your big... Uh, no, not, not you're, much. You're going to the Zaza Pachulia hate rally, right? The, 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 the thug, he's a thug, a cheap thug, and he's your I guess hero. that's the word on the street, He's yeah. your hero. He's your god, is a, a cheap footstep <laughs> well, and thug. It's a slaughter tonight. I actually had tickets for that game tonight, but um, couldn't go, so I sold them. But, um, I, um, well, this is what I'll say. Anyway. Look, of course they're, they're going to win. They're going to beat everybody. Then the, maybe the Cavs will give them a fight. Who knows? But they're going to, they, 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 you know. But is it Do you good? think the Celtics have a chance to get No, them? the Celtics have no chance. Of, let me say this. No. First of all, these Celtics fans are driving me up the, the wall with this. Because, like, they made the, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they also got the number one pick tonight because the, the, the Brooklyn Nets were the dumbest team on earth and traded away everybody for a bunch of, <laughs> uh, cadavers, basically. But I'll say this. You take this to the bank. The Brooklyn, the, the, the Boston Celtics are winning zilch in the next, they're not going to win with this team. They got that one guy, Isaiah Thomas. He's great, but he's going to wear mm-hmm. out. He's an yeah. awful defender, and the rest of the team is awful. It's a really bad team. Yeah, I can't argue with that. They're a bad um, team. It's bad. Yeah, it's a bunch of they're like they're like the fifth and sixth best players on any team, except there's ten of them. That is true. And why would you not go to the game? Um, you know, because the tickets kind of fell in my lap. I wasn't kind of planning uh, on going. And big, it's fan. Kind of a long, big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Real? Boy, that's, that's the state of basketball in, in the Bay Area. Well let, well, let, well, let me tell you this. I, I've been going to the games for 20 years. I used to go when we had John Starks and Bimbo Coles. Remember those glory days? Yeah, I do and remember. Well, look, yeah, of course. Look, at John Starks for half a year. <laughs> yeah. Number 30. That's he was number 30 true. at that point. You don't think I know that? We had Danielle Marshall. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, he was a fifth, was a fifth pick from Connecticut. He was great. He didn't cut it in the NBA. What did he do? So, the yeah. Great so look. Damn, damn peer. Yeah. Oh, oh, so wait. So, so the team was like every other team in the NBA and didn't win most of and didn't win? Yeah. It was like that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it sure was. Think I'm yeah. crying here? The Knicks, Knicks are the, the toilet team. They're going to be bad for a hundred years. That's probably true. Yeah. But I'm going to say this. Yeah. You win it all. It's boring. That team is boring. That that Warriors team, boring. You could win ten championships in a row. It's ten boring championships. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't argue that. Boring. I mean, yeah. 
So go <laughs> ahead. What 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 did you actually call about tonight? Oh, I was gonna call. I was calling in about the the topic. I have a I had a, a couple of them, but then I remembered one while I was actually waiting to talk to you. That's better than the one. Wait, um, yeah, here's a good question. Somebody okay. wants to know how much how much did you flip the tickets for? How much money did you make on them? I didn't make any money because I just sold them at face value, to be honest, because mm. it's kind of a long story why I had them, but it was, they were 200 bucks. Okay. Yeah. I, I literally didn't make any money off them. Okay. I, just, right. I didn't want them to go to waste. I, anyway, I couldn't go. Go to waste? What, you think nobody wants them out there? Well, what I meant was, you know, I didn't want to have to eat them. You know, I just wanted to get the money back from. That's, you that was, could, you that tell was, me you couldn't scream out your window and sell those things? Uh, it was hard. It was a little tougher than you would think. There's actually, if you, there was more out there than you would think. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. Well, that's <laughs> you terrible, know? then those are terrible fans. Those are truly I, terrible fans, then. These, that's, that's, that's what I was saying. The Warriors fans that are there, they aren't like, they haven't been Warriors fans Shame for long. Thing. That's shameful. We've been Flores fans for four or five years yeah, or however yeah. long we've been winning. Yeah, they should That's all be ashamed long. of themselves. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. I don't care if the Celtics get the number one pick. They ain't winning nothing. Were they going to go <laughs> get a Alonzo Ball? Right? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You're not going to win. Your team's yeah. faulty. You're overachieved. Going down Alonzo the tank. Ball. So go ahead. Okay, so... um. About in the, I was going to film school at San Francisco City College years ago. I had this great teacher. I became great friends with him. He was an old guy. who was from Hell's Kitchen, and he was actually in the movie On the Waterfront. He was this awesome dude. I used to, and um, I signed up for his class for the next semester. And when I showed up, he was there, and he was really sick, but he was still trying to teach the class. He had cancer, and I didn't know. Nobody told me, and I was, you know, kind of taken back. So I gave him a ride home, and he's kind of telling me, oh, man, I hope that people still want to take the class and all that. But he had to ride. The, the school provided him with this little, like, lark, you know, one of those little things you can ride on, to, you know, for disabled people or whatever. Sure. So I, I decided to help him out, and I got to class a little early, and I'd go up because the build, San Francisco City College is kind of on a hill, and you had to ride down all these ramps on it. So I, would ride, I rode down on the lark and was waiting there for him, his wife, to drop him off. And I was sitting there on it waiting, you know, just kind of kicked it back. And, and uh, some lady walks by and looks at me and she goes, Shh, stay in shape. And she keeps walking. And it, it, it like, I took me saying, what? Like, and then I realized that she thought I had like given up on walking. Mm-hmm. So I just, to this day, I, I still don't know what I could have said to her. So maybe because you can she, help me out with she that. She thought you were. She thought you were somebody who uh, was abusing a uh, like a, 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 a scooter like that, uh, just for reasons of of just your own personal uh, laziness. Uh, yeah, like I was so. perfectly capable of walking around, but I decided. To instead, because I had access to a lark, I was going to use that. I was like, you know, twenty or twenty years old, maybe nineteen, twenty. You know. So, so what did you say when she walked by? Nothing. I, I didn't say anything. I, I it took me a second to realize that she what she had said, mm-hmm. and uh, but I wished I had something. So, uh, can you can you help me out with that one, maybe? Yeah, here's a few things you could you could have okay. said to her. You ready? Okay, you're okay. her, I'm you. 
Go okay. Right. Stay in shape. Yeah, it's it's mine. You figured it out. I'm I'm riding all around town on this thing, the the most hilly city in in uh, in America. I chose to ride this thing rather than walk up the up and down the hills. Okay, that one's not so hot. Let's do it again. Uh, stay in shape. Hey, you want to buy some Warriors tickets? <laughs> two hundred fate is to, to, to price two hundred. I'll yeah, take them for six hundred each. What do you want? Game two. <laughs> That's a good one. I like right, that let's one. Let's try another one. Alright. Stay in shape. Mind your business. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Mind your business. You say, because that's all it comes down to. Mind your business. It's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't go around commenting on people, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Alright. Well, those are, look, those are not the greatest, but, uh, the, the, they're better than, uh, than, you 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 kind of you, you got tongue tied. You said nothing. I that's happened to me more times. Okay, here's one more you can do. Ready? Oh, one more. Oh, this one's okay. a little aggressive. So okay, sounds good. Alright, stay in shape. Look, lady, keep walking, or you'll find yourself out uh, out on the out on the float with the seals. Right out by uh, what's that area called? Like the wharf down the wharf, there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's do it again. Right. Stay in shape. Hey, look, lady. Keep walking and zip your lip, or you'll you'll find your, you'll wake up out on the wharf. Uh, you'll be seal chum. Again, a little aggressive. <laughs> seal chum. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's one final one. All right, all right, all right. And this one's very aggressive, so just be ready. Okay, yeah, I like it. Stay in shape. Now you have to have a boom box ready for this one. Let's, let me get it ready. Hold on. I'm going to get it ready so I can do the whole thing. And ironically, you will be the only one who can't hear it, but everybody Yeah. Else. Okay. Let me get I'll hear it later. Let me get right. it ready. I'm not ready yet. I'll tell you when I'm ready. Um, okay. I'm ready. All right. Stay in shape. I'm the Zodiac Killer! <laughs> Watch it! <laughs> so there you go. Those are your options. Thanks, Thanks for the Tom. call. Appreciate it. Always Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom. It's Chris from Brooklyn. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing all right. And you, and you tonight? Uh, I'm well. Hold on one second, Chris. I'm going to put you on sure. hold. You might hear some music while you're on hold. Hey, sure. Mike? Let's get some uh, some non-dudes on. This guy is putting me to sleep. This Chris guy, I can tell. This guy's like a walking uh, uh, the the sleeping pill. Like I'm already starting to doze off with this snooze. Okay, let's try to let's uh, let some uh, some women through. Okay, all right. Let me go back to this guy before he catches on that I was bad mouthing him. Hold on. Hey, Chris. Welcome back to the best show. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. What, what so do I got, have the pleasure of this call, buddy? I've got one for the topic. Let's hear it. So years ago, uh, up in New York, a friend of mine who is from Philly, we would always organize a trip to go down 
go see uh, a Philadelphia Eagles football game. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time we went down, it was a whole bunch of us. And this guy from Philly, he'd always, you know, sort of give you a hard time if you paid, you know, full price for anything. And so we were going to a football game, and I had to scalp tickets for 10 people. And so I found an, uh, a scalper, which was an adult man riding on a BMX, and I walked up to him and I said, I need 10 tickets. And he said, what are you willing to pay? And I said, feeling the pressure of my friend, just thinking, oh, I've got to get these for really cheaper or else he's going to give me a hard time. I said, how about $20 a piece? And he responded, I wish I had a bag of dildos to sell you. And he rode off in his BMX. Well, in this case, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you because you were presenting something pretty impossible to this guy. Yeah, I, when I went back to the group to tell them what had happened, they asked me what I had said to him, and I said nothing. I think there was no response possible to that, his, his line. You earned you earned that response by, by trying to lowball this guy on 10 tickets. <laughs> I'll say this, these Eagles fans, these Phil, people in Philly, uh, they're always, lo- you know what they're always looking for? They, they want, they, they, they see a sporting event. What they think is, how do I get into this thing for free? That's what they think. What's the angle? What's the angle I can play to sneak into this thing? If your friend was half the Philly guy he claimed to be, he wouldn't have been even focused on tickets. You'd have been like, here's my, here's how I'm going to sneak us all into the game. <laughs> And that was the thing. He already had a free ticket. It was all of the other out-of-towners. Hey, your friend's a bum. Go scalp. Are you still friends with this guy? I am good friends with him. Well, you tell him he's, he's a down bum. in Memphis now. You tell him. Oh, okay. Well, you tell him Tom said he's a bum, and that uh, he's a disgrace to Philadelphia. Uh, I would gladly do so. All right. But Thanks, buddy. do you agree? There's no response. No, there's no response. No, you can't. The 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 the, the scalper uh, zung you good, and you earned it. I've lived that with that belief the whole time, and I'm yeah, glad you. You were right. You were right. You were right. Thanks, buddy. Comebacks, right? Think about comebacks. Look, have I been down in the dumps for a while? Yeah, I have. A few months. So I wanted to do comebacks. Why? You know why? Because I'm coming back. Yeah, I've been laid out for a few months, not in a great headspace, and it's not just his job stuff. That's just the that was like the that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. So you know what I decided to do? I said to myself, Here I am, watching everything dry up around me. I'm forgotten by everyone. No one thinks of me. Got no work, no car. Well, Bruce Springsteen song. Now, I woke up in 2017, I'm a Bruce Springsteen song. I got no job, I got no car, right? Even he had a car. No songs. So I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, I can, I can, I can start punching and come right back. But you know what, fella? You ever feel like it's like, nah, that feels like bad energy. Feels like manic energy. Feels like I'd be, I'd be delaying the crash. 
by kind of like powering through and jumping into something super quick. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm putting myself on ice. I'm riding this thing out. I got to feel this one. Because I'm, I'm, I power through a lot of times. I power through on a lot of stuff. This time I was like, can't just power through. I got to live with this, process it, get to the bottom of it, come back. So I did. Opened a lot of, uh, then I was mad, then I was sad, then I was mad and sad, then I was sad and mad. That's the story of the last three months. But then you know what? Felt a little change. Felt a little change. Felt like, yeah, I think I might be ready because I was doing it for myself now. I wrote it out. I'm ready. So I've been climbing out of the hole a little bit. Getting some stuff going, getting some writing going. But you know what the kicker was? Nobody runs me out of my uh, lane. Got me? Nobody. Nobody throws me off the field. Especially these hacks. These hacks, these bums, these never wers, these just no talents and half talents did a number on me. Got me doubting myself. It's bad enough they, they, uh, they masquerade as talented people. It's bad enough that they're doing the, uh, okie doke on a bunch of other people. Then they start getting into my head. Me? Tommy Wonderful? Why would you laugh at that? Why would you laugh at that? Yeah, it seems like it's a funny name. I guess it's, I guess it's just uh, funny that I'd be wonderful. That's, that's fair. That's good. Here we go, back into the hole. Well, that was a short run. Climb back down into the hole. Boop-be-doop-boop-doop. Boop. No. Knock me down. Can't do it. Not letting these bums run me out. It's bad enough they're polluting the whole marketplace with their trash. And to take somebody actually doing something good. Make me think twice. Make me pull my punches. No. You don't do that to me. Not to Tommy Wonderful. You don't do it to the Jersey Lion. Right? Right, Mike? You wish that's what they called you. Right? Yeah. You know what they call you. Mike. Twin Peaks. That's what you do. Windows. (laughs) What am I talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. Doing Gary the Squirrel's act all of a sudden. Just reading off this page that Gary the Squirrel wrote for me. Sorry, Mike. No, Mama Sita, you know how I feel about you. Mama Sita, do you want one of these Sunshine in the Rain albums? Why don't you come in and get yours? I'm I'm jumping. I'm going ahead of ceremony and just giving you one right out of the box. Only one. Only making you jump through hoops for two weeks. To get an album, Mike. 
there's your album. Now there's one left and there's two people out there who want both want the album. We'll see. Dudio laughed at Tommy Wonderful. Pat and Dudio arm wrestling? The wingman versus Dudio? Get a wingman Dudio, a slaw dog thing? What if we do it in the Burger King parking lot? One of them, put a card table in your trunk. Just go to the Burger King parking lot. Take the card table out. Wingman and slaw dog arm wrestling in the Burger King parking lot right outside the Holland Tunnel. Nah, so I'm coming back, clawing back. And then yesterday, I'm like, this is going to watch, watch what I do this week. Here we go. Fired up. I'm fired up. I'm ready. Get up. Seven in the morning. I'm, I'm going to watch this Alan Partridge video. Have a couple yucks before I get started. Whoever uploaded it, uploaded it backwards. So it was, uh, so the writing on it was like, uh, was backwards. It was not, it was not, uh, it played correctly, but the images were backwards. So seven in the morning, I'm watching this thing and I'm like, eh, it's bothering me that this is backwards. I can't read the text on the screen. I'm like, well, I'm going to watch a few minutes of this thing, get to it. Let me just flip the image. There's got to be a way to flip the image on this thing. I go into the computer, into the settings. 15 seconds later, my screen, everything shifted 90 degrees. And I couldn't return it to where it was. I spent half the morning trying to fix it. To get it to go back. Like I'm, I'm hemorrhaging momentum at this point. I was so fired up and then suddenly I'm trying to get my stupid laptop to just go back so I can use it again so that everything is not 90 degrees to the right. Like it was all turned sideways. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I tried restarting it, Mike. Get, bring that album back in here. Mike, bring that beat back. Right? No, you can keep it. Don't get up. The idea he actually was made me sad. It's your album. He was? Yeah. See, you both you and Pat could take a page from Mike's uh, book. Very humble man. Very humble man. And no one has guessed uh, that I've seen. No one has guessed the Eagles song I like. One Eagles song. No, it's not those shoes. I mean, I like that sample they did. Uh, the Beastie Boys sampled the drums on that. I don't know if you knew that. Because this album, uh, you know, there's an album Beastie Boys did. It's called Paul's Boutique. Uh, Dust Brothers uh, produced it. Uh, very, uh, very dense production on a lot of samples. Uh, this is pre-lawsuit, uh, before Three Feet High and Rising, and uh, everyone was getting sued when uh, Kalen and Volman sued uh, 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 Tommy Boy and uh, Prince Paul and uh, the De La Soul for the production of that. 
It's a different era. And this album uh, did not uh, perform. Uh, a lot of people question whether Hey Lady should have been the first single. Uh, a lot of people think Shake Your Rump would have been a better single started off right. But it just seems like it might not have been the time for the Beastie Boys uh, shifting away from the whole license to ill uh, image. That's when I mansplain everything. Right? That's when I tomsplain. I'm not telling you what album. Because then you just can. They only have nine songs on each album. It's easy to guess. Got to guess. What? Dueling Dalton? Yeah, no, it's not that. It's not Dueling Dalton. Yeah, so I spend my whole morning trying to fix the computer screen. All the momentum drying up right in front of my face. I got it. We got it back, though. We got it back. Getting it done. Now I'm getting it done. I'm getting it done. Look at all these guesses. I can't tell you why. No, that song's terrible. Victim of Love, terrible. Train leaves here this morning. Don't know it. Sounds terrible. Old 55, don't know it, sounds awful. Yeah, now I don't like it. Best show. Hello, Tom. Hi, I can. To whom am I speaking? You're speaking to Nicholas Tannock from New Brunswick, New Jersey. How are you doing, my friend? I'm well, how are you? Uh, I'm well, I have a quick story of redemption that you actually have, you and the best show, have some influence into it, which I think you might find interesting. I mean, you got me hooked. You got me hooked. Yeah, okay. Okay. It gets a little dark, though. Um, I was a 90s punk rock, or a late 80s punk rock kid who became like a raver kid, got involved in drugs. My life kind of fell apart. Became a straight-up New Jersey kind of like... They're back. <laughs> you know, middle class family drove my pa- put my parents through hell. You know, um, me and a, a, um, a high school sweetheart, we, we got involved in drugs. I broke. I, we I, we broke up. We got involved in uh, separate marriages. You know, and our marriages fell apart. And then fifteen years later, we're still struggling. We're still struggling. And the two things that got us through it was a, well, actually three things. We got back together. We moved in. We had no money. We had no money. And the only thing we had, right, was comedy and romance. Um, we got a small place to live, a little bed. You name it, it was just horrible. It was just, but it, but we had each other. We had each other. And you know what? I had a good comedy collection. I'm talking Mitch Hedberg, Todd Barry, Mark Marin, David Cross, you know, um, even the, the classic, the Richard Pryor, George Carlton, stuff like that. But we love the best show. Love the best show. And um, we listened to it. I turned around to the best show. We loved it. There's, like, she would draw things about, like, the monkey and the, and the diaper and, the, and the, the mouse and the cape and stuff like that. She'd paint. And we became creative. And what happened is, through comedy... And romance, we got our lives together. I started making more money. She, like, got her pill addiction, 
in control. We started making friends with the friends that like we that like we had bad relationships with. Our our family relationships got together again and we we started to build our lives together. And unfortunately because she had ovarian cancer, she passed away in 2012. And um I ended up writing a book. I'm not here to promote the book. I'm just, I mean, this is a story about redemption. I know. So, no, it's a, look, I, I know, I know your story. And yeah. Your story is a very, a very sad story. And, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's always, it always means a lot that I know that the show played some, some role in it. Yeah, I write about it in the sweet. book too. Yes. And what happened is, that changed my life. So it's the, the beauty of how, I took negativity and I took creativity to take that negativity and put it into positivity. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm on Network Awesome doing a show, you know, interviewing you. We're having lunch with Jim Reed from Jesus Mary Chain. I'm, 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 I'm meeting all these wonderful people and I'm just, I just have this creative heart and all these wonderful people. So what I want to get out to the friends of Tom, which out of all the podcasts out there, I have to say the friends of Tom are one of the coolest and kindest people out there. Out of all the fans of other podcasts, they could all jump in a lake. <laughs> um, what I'm saying is, is that you know you can fall as hard as you you can fall hard, but there's always the possibility, right? There's always the possibility that you could pick yourself back up. So that's my story. I love you, Tom. I'll let you go. What is, sure you tell everybody the name of your book, buddy. Tell everybody the name of your book. The name, the name of my book is called The Coolest Way to Kill Yourself. It's a true story. There's also a book that um, called Chip Black Nail Polish, which is all about me being a weird, awkward teenager in New Jersey. And, um, yeah, look, I'll let you go. I love you, Tom. No, I, then say you, hi buddy. to everybody for me. You're the greatest. You, you, thank you, buddy. That's a sweet thing to say. You take care of yourself. Take care, my friend. Bye. A nice guy. Nicholas is a very nice guy. No one's got this Eagles song yet. I'll say this. I think this song, Eagles fans might think it's the worst Eagles song. That's the only hint I'm going to give. Victim of love. No, it's not victim of love. Sorry, I said no to that already. You're watching that uh, album vanish right before your eyes, dude, yeah. No, Bob Mayer just texted me saying chug all night. It's not chug all night. Best show. Hi. Okay. Very, uh, the Greeks don't want no freaks. That's a really bad song. It's not that one though. That song's actually worse than the one I like. The Greeks don't want no freaks. Not teenage jail, no. Look at this. I saw something on this vulture uh, schedule. Look at this. Tim Ferriss and Vince Vaughn in conversation. Oh, jeepers, creepers. That must be an exciting. Right? Get ready for that mind meld. Creating anarchy with Kurt Sutter. Right? What's he going to talk about? Yeah, and then you should have seen the scene when we had the tub full of acid. 
the the body got thrown in and it dissolved. It was sick. Sons of Anarchy. Look, am I still a little mad that Mike ruined it for me? Yeah. The one week Mike told me some a character died on it, and I stopped watching right then. That was I'd never watched another second of the show again. No, that was a gift. Mike gave me a gift that day. He handed me back about 20 hours of my life. But yeah, look at this. Creating Anarchy with Kurt Sutter. I gotta see what this panel's all about. Vulture host Sons of Anarchy and Mayans MC creator Kurt Sutter in conversation with Stacy Wilson Hunt. Then you're gonna have to yeah, you know, when we were working on the character of Jax, we just thought he should be like, he should ride a motorcycle. <sighs> Best show. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hi, Tom. This is uh, this is Tyler from Maine. Tyler from Maine. What's going on tonight, buddy? Oh, I'm calling in uh, first time, and I was just saying to Mama Peter or Michael that, uh, First time, but not a long time, but I plowed through all the episodes because I listen to uh, an insane amount of podcasts every week. Um, and you've heard all the episodes of the show? Uh, the, all the ones that have been posted on iTunes. I, I uh, Yeah, I plowed through them. I literally love them. I love uh, you taking the calls. You're the man, obviously, yeah. I mean, I've never called before, and it was Tuesday night, and I happened to have it off. Let me just say this real quick. It's not heartache tonight. People are suggesting heartache tonight. And it's not an Eagles song from, it's from the original run of the Eagles, not from the, the new version of the Eagles. So, so, uh, well, I'm glad you called. That's a, that's a, a thanks for listening to all the episodes of the show. And, uh, do you yeah, have anything? Boom. I, I love it. I'm hooked. And this is like, this is like as close as like I'm mainlining. Yeah. I'm mainlining you. Were did you get nervous? Did you get nervous talking to AP Mike? Uh, yeah, I guess like I said, Mama Cita, uh, three times now. <laughs> but I just wanted, you know, I wanted to like, I was excited. I was, I was, I was uh, starstruck. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Know, it's it's really like, did you, are people calling you Mama Cita now, Mike? <laughs> well, I just thought it was the nice thing to do. Um, but, but redemption. Yes. Do you have a redemption uh, uh, a moment? Well, the, I guess. Um, well, I just. I really wanted to ask because I've been. Uh, I, uh, well, redemption. I have a story, but I wonder. What, can I just ask you one thing? Of course. Was it, uh, you said it. You said it was uh, funny, but I've been listening. I've been piling through the Ron and Beverly catalog, and yeah. they're awesome. And you did a show with them. Was that awesome? Did you have a great time? Oh, I had the best time. Ron and Beverly are. That's the funniest. Uh, that's the funniest duo ever. So no, funny. yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> no, and you, but I mean, I don't know the funniest. Too. I mean, you'd, you'd be pit together, it'd be a um, the battle of the like a gender a battle of the sexes duo, <laughs> like a. But because you're because you uh, you're a part of an amazing duo too. Well, but uh, but redemption. Yes. <laughs> um, my whole life was I feel like uh, I was we were thinking about phrasing. It's like a reverse. Like a reverse roller coaster in the way that I feel like I'm catapulting towards purpose and um, things of that nature. Okay. And I feel like uh, it, this this whole second half is like uh, supposed to be 
like where the grand slam is and things of that nature. Does that make sense? Of your life? Yeah. So just, explain, just sort of, give me a little more context for this. It's just been sort of like a slow click up towards, you know, I know like things are incre- like incredible or like the, the worst thing ever, but I just feel like uh, I had like a, a string of crummy incidences, mm-hmm. instances, and now I just feel like things are coming, not necessarily full circle, but, you know, like I have, I'm situated, like I have a good job, hang out, uh, like I feel like I've been uh, becoming more purposeful, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's great. Yeah, and I guess, and I guess, and uh, about redemption, you know, and then obviously, you know, you play the, I was explaining because my friend Alex actually hasn't listened to, but the thing you do that's redemptive every night, you sort of get a surge of it. Like, I feel like, um, the, uh, Rocky, but when you like, uh, when you like raise the, I, I don't know what the tracking is called, but at the end of the episode, you've been doing this thing that's, uh, really funny where you're like, mm-hmm. you'll lay the music in and you'll slowly, yeah. you'll like slow roll encouraging words. called Duty of Oh yeah, Dudio's theme. <laughs> the song from Rocky is called Dudio's theme. His uncle wrote. Yeah, the, his uncle is Neil Hefty, who wrote the Rocky music. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, when it crescendos and then you crescendo. We're but trying. We're trying, buddy. Mm-hmm. Well, look. Yeah. You call. You call again. I like you. I like the cut of your jib, young man. Yeah. I like the cut of your jib. I oh, hope you had a good night. Good. I haven't been able. To, I haven't been listening to the episode, but I'm going to listen to it. Tomorrow morning, because I have right. the morning off, and I'm excited. All right. You do that. Yeah, but it was, I'm, I'm glad to call. I'm gonna, I will call again. You're the man. All right. Thanks. And uh, have, a, have a good night. You too. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Bye. Mike, don't ever let that guy through ever again. I'm kidding. You can call again. Best show. Hi. Hey, what's up? Sorry, this is John. Oh. Uh-huh. Hello? Yeah, you're here. Are you still there? Uh, I oh, am. Oh, cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey. I have hey. a guess about the Eagle song. Yeah, what is it? Is it Life in the Fast Lane? No, it's not. Oh, shit. Well. Dickhead. <laughs> See, I'm getting closer to cursing. It's getting closer. That was the closest I've ever come in 20 years of doing the show. We're getting closer. That guy legitimately pressed my buttons. Wow. That felt good. From Okay, for the rest of the show, next 15 minutes, guess the Eagles song. That's the only Eagles song I like. Best show. Yeah. Hola. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi, this is Ken. Where are you calling from, Ken? Ah. Uh. Where am I calling from? That is a good ring. Get off my phone then. You don't know. You know where you are. How dare you? Oh. All right. You don't even have to screen these anymore, Mike. You're off, Mamacita. You're off the clock, Mamacita. Best show. Hi, Tom. How's it going? Well, to whom am I going? Uh, oh, this is a Nolan in Arizona. Let's just hear the guesses. Keep the guesses. Uh, early bird. Nope. The number, 201-332-3484. What's the only Eagles song I like? 
you're done guessing. You're 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 out for you've guessed eighty songs. You I think you somehow danced around this one for some reason, Dudio. I tell you. I I Dudio, I gotta say, this is what I'm gonna say. You're swinging, you're swinging. They're not all connecting, but you know what? You're doing what you gotta do, you're swinging. You're gonna get this uh Sunshine in the Rain album if you play your cards right. Yeah, then maybe you'll get it. Look, here we go. Best show. Hello, Journey of the Sorcerer. No. Best show. Hello. 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 Yes. Yes. Best show. Hello. Hello. Yes. Best show. Is it uh is it China Grove? No, that's a Doobie Brothers song, dummy. Best show. God. Best show. Best show. Hello. Hey. Hey. Uh hard uh sorry, one of these nights. Nope. Best show. What song? Yeah, Phil Jackson rocks my world. No. Best show. What song? Hotel California. No. Best show. What song? Uh, Lion Eyes. No. Best show. What song? One song. Get off my phone. Best show. What song? Um, New Kid in Town. Nope. Best show, what song? No one? Uh, Seven Bridges Road. Nope. Nobody can guess which Eagles song I like. I like one of them. Best show, what song? Hey! Best show, what song? Is it the Disco Strangler? My friend, you win. I want All you right. to email him. What's your name? Nick. What's your name? Nick from South Dakota. Nick from South Dakota, you email me, and I'm going to send you something for winning the contest. Because the only Excellent. Eagles song I like goes a little something like this. And this song's so bad. how bad the melody is on this song it's so bad imagine being an eagles fan and this is you are
two minutes and 45 seconds long. It's the definition of an afterthought on an album where they were just padding things out wildly. It's the worst song on, on a bad, look, all their albums are bad. It's a bad band. It's like a dumb, they should have been called the dumb birds. Cause the birds were good and the eagles were like dumb, a dumb version of the birds. Best show. No? Okay. Best show. Okay. Best show. Right. Best show. Right. How about that? I think a little friend of mine uh, started a podcast from what I hear. Little birdie. Speaking of birdies, little birdie told me uh, he's got a podcast. Pat, you're doing a podcast of your show now. Prove it all night is in podcast form now. People can get that over where at iTunes. All right. People search Prove It Show. You can hear the podcast version, the greatest hits version of Pat's pod, uh, Pat's radio show. Of course. Thank you. Best show. Hey, I have a specialty. You have a specialty. I do. What is it? I, uh, I play a little kazoo. Let's hear it. Let's just do this for the final 10 minutes of the show. Best show talent show. All right, I'm in. Go ahead. All right. Uh, have you, uh, well, what do you know about the kazoo, uh, first of all? Um, I know that it's a little plastic instrument or a little tin instrument. Uh, well, before we continue, let me tell you a little bit more. I want to inform you as much as I possibly can. Is, is that okay? Sure. Okay. It's played professionally in, in jug bands and, uh, and in comedy music. But that's My not a, that was you. Everywhere. You just did that. That was not questions? a kazoo. Do I have what? Do you have any more questions? I didn't have any questions about the kazoo. You were the one well, explaining the kazoo to me. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get on your level. Bro, you could never get on my level. I'll be on your level all night long. Bro. If you'll just let hey, me bro. inform you. First of all, what's more. your name? What's your name? My name? Yeah, my name. It's Kenny. What is it? Timmy. Timmy. Kenny. Timmy. No. Spell it. K. E. Yeah. N. Yeah. Keep going. N. Okay. Why? Oh, Kenny. Well, maybe Kenny. If, maybe if you talk normally, you didn't talk like you've been vibrating your lips with a kazoo for half your life, people could understand you. If you could only experience the things that I've experienced on the kazoo, you would have a different perspective on that. Yeah, yeah. 
Is, how many times? Let me let me ask you this, Kenny. How many times have you said the following? Hey, give me that back. That's my last kazoo. Oh, now you threw it in the you threw it in the puddle, right? It's interesting that you would ask that question. Uh, it's interesting that you would ask that question. I don't know how many people you're reaching out to tonight, but I've never heard that question before, and the answer to that question is never. Yeah, well, people are thinking it. Trust me. You start. I would believe so, but they've never heard me play the kazoo. Well, what's uh, what songs do you play? First of all, what drew you to the kazoo, Kenny? I oh, if you could only know my. Well, I don't look, there. dude. I don't care, honestly. Just play your dumb kazoo songs. Let's hear it's it. Good to hear, it's good to hear a host with a heart. Yeah, trust me, I got more heart than you'll ever have. I just oh, don't. I just don't like corazon. you. Oh, you've got the corazon all night long. It sounds. You like got it. You song. got it, Dunce. You okay, know the score. Great. I do. I do. I do. All right. So you want to hear my best? I, I want to hear something from you that it, it isn't making me want to gouge my eardrums out. I would love nothing God, this more. Is, this is all it takes. I'll say this. Hear. Let me just say. Well, let me just say this. This is your talent. You're so annoying as a, a speaker, you make people beg to hear you play kazoo. Is that how you do it? That is, is that how you do it? They're like, please, stop talking and just play anything on the most annoying instrument in history. That is typically that is typically how I work, and I, I, I will say with all due respect that I appreciate you. Oh, you have no respect for me. You have no respect. You and, your, you and your kazoo, you think you're, you think you're a high and mighty. you got a 99-cent kazoo. First of all, that's not a kazoo. That's you. What are you blown into a, a, a toilet paper tube? This is the worst caller in the history of the show. Congratulations. That, what? You're the, you're, what? The, you're the worst caller in the history of this show. I love it. I love it. Because you know why? Because you're not even playing a kazoo. What is that? Uh, it, it, it sounds like an unfunny dunce uh, doing the comedy routine that he spent a month writing before calling this show and flopping. Madly uh, and terribly. Yeah, madly and terribly. Did I just flop like the worst caller in history? You want to know what? No, you didn't flop like the worst call in history. You were, uh, you were just. Have, that's got to have been the worst. Come on, give me that credit. No, I'm not even going to give you that now. I'm not giving uh, you that. You're just, on, you're mom. just nothing. You're just, it's uh, nothing. You are the kazoo of callers. Cheap. I am. Valueless. People forget you exist and then they remember it and then they're annoyed. They are. They are. That's what I want on my tomb. Down. On your tomb. On your tomb? What, what are you, uh, what what are you uh, a baron? Tomb. You're going to have a tomb? I, I'm going to have a tomb. Just like, uh, just like uh, uh, I, I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to Dracula? Figure it out. I think it was Whitman. No, it was Walt. Walt. Disney? Walt, no. No, not Disney. White? No, Walt Whitman. Oh. Walt Whitman. You call me yes. a dunce. Yes! Why, because I can't follow your weird word salad? No, you poetic dummy. Hey, you know what? I'm not poetic. 
I'm on the street, no, you're bro. Certainly not. Yeah, I never would claim to be. I'm out on no, the street. You're... I'm talking real. I'm not some phony uh pretending I have a kazoo trying to do some lame comedy routine that you've been workshopping for six months. I I work I workshopped it. I'll have you know, sir, that I workshopped it for about eighteen thousand years as a cicada. As the cicada, so you're half cicada, half human? I am half cicada, half well, human. Well, can you do me a favor then and go back underground for 17 years? Get off my phone. That was a fun call, actually. Best show. Hello? Hello. Is it uh, Dancing in Heaven by Q-Field? What? Dancing in Heaven by Q-Field. Dancing in Heaven by who? Q-Field. Dancing in Heaven. I never thought I'd have to get my feet this far. Oh, it'll be <laughs> Is it? Is that it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. You did Is it. it Best show. Hi, I also play the kazoo. <laughs> Well, that sounds more like a trombone, actually. Many hung up. Well, how about that? That's an interesting little run there of calls. Guy called me. He said, I'm not a, I'm not poetic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not talking to regular people. I think I get time. Sit in some classroom talking about poetry? No. I might as well be campaigning for office the way I'm out talking to slobs all day long. Right? You tell me these politicians, they're not out talking to slobs. They go eat. They're talking to slobs. They're not, they're not, they don't want to chop their hands off. Having to shake hands. Go to a restaurant, have to shake hands with some guy who just ate a tuna melt. Right? Can you imagine these politicians after they go to one of those diners or whatever, just what they, they must just look at their hands and be like, I used to like you. I don't want you a, a part of me anymore. You just touched everyone. They must just have some sort of like dip that they have to lower their hands into. Not shaking hands. That's what I'm like. Got no poetry. Yeah, you're right. No poetry here. The only poetry I got is the, the, the poetry of real life. I talk to the real people. I talk, I, I talk to landscapers. That's who I'm talking to. I'm talking to people at restaurants where you go up and you get your own food. You bring it back on a tray. That's where I. That's where I live. Not these fancy. Uh, these fancy. Fancy. The 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 haves. That's not what I come from, man. I come from the have-nots. You might not get it. Mike gets it. A little too much, actually. He's he's. Uh, I can say he's beneath me, but it's like. 
where look, there's different levels, different strata. Neighboring. I'll say he's neighboring. <laughs> adjacent. He's, he's, he's strata adjacent. Besha. Hello? Yes, hi. Hello? Besho. Is it Fade to Gray by Visage? <laughs> it is, actually. We Fade to Gray. Sing it. It's all yours. We f- That's the only words. We Fade to Gray. Besho. Hi. You're back. You're back. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Still had a couple more minutes left on that phone card, huh? Man, I do. I do. I was trying to call. I was trying to call my girl out in uh, May Shine, Uh Columbia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I missed that shit, and I called your show instead. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you, you, you dirty animal. Yeah, what you what you playing tonight, there, young man? What am I playing tonight? Yeah, um, is, uh, we're playing a thing called "Ode to a Douche," uh, and it uh, you just actually performed it. Uh, so uh, in front of in front of uh, how how many people? Uh, Look, eight. You want to know how many people heard you do that? Eight. No, a stadium full of people just heard you be as dumb as you've ever been. Uh, it's normal for you, though. You're used to it, yep. though. Get off my phone, you living nightmare. Best show. Hey, there, Tom. This is Mike from Bayonne. Well, this is a this is this is not Larry, is it, Mike? Keep this going. This is Mike Lisk, Mama Cita. No, stop it. And they covered up the sun until the birds had flown away and the fishes in the sea had gone to sleep. And they I'll covered say this. up. All right, all right, enough. I'll say this. Remember all the people, people said, well, can you move the show from WFMU to the thing? Not going to get weirdos to call. Guess what? They all came. Two and a half years worth of them. We just made up all the ground. You wanted the weirdos? They're here. Mike, you're on. You better come ready from now on. Best show. Hello? Look, I ain't want to harass y'all on nothing. Yeah? Yeah, but this is the Mound City Blue Blowers. Mm. We had a number of hits. Best show. Hey. Hey, Tom. Yeah, it's me. What can I do for you? It's uh, Connor from Manhattan. Connor from Manhattan. What's up in Manhattan tonight, Connor? No, I talk about Fred from Honolulu's uh, race war that he's starting on Twitter. I'm listening. This guy's going off about rompers and improv teams, male rompers. Male rompers. 
Yeah, he won't stop tweeting about how improv teams are going to be taking photos of uh, themselves in male rompers all next year. Are you in an improv team? You don't like it. He's hitting. He's hitting you below the belt on this. No, I just feel like Fred from Honolulu is trying to incite riots, race-related riots on Twitter. Well, he's a, he's an incendiary guy. It's going too far. Well, I would say this about Fred. He's the the truth about Fred is that he's a. Uh, He's, there's like a Gatsby type quality to a guy like Fred. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. He, uh, his name was actually Fred from Windsor Heights. And he kind of does this Honolulu, uh, routine because it's, he thinks it's more relatable. And, uh, he's here in New York. And he actually is buying a place, uh, he's actually buying a place at the Dakota. He's actually, it's gonna be him and Lauren Michaels are sharing three floors of the Dakota. And, uh, it's gonna be a fun time. It's a very creative time on the horizon for Fred and Lauren. It would be better, maybe he should move in a poor family first. And then he could get the pleasure of evicting them. Oh, he'll do, don't worry. Don't worry. That, that's, that's down the line. He just wants, I just think getting the two of them to do some kind of jam sessions will be enough though to get that kind of, just to get the juices flowing. Right? Fred and Lauren doing zip zap zop. (laughs) Wearing their rompers. All right. Thank you for the call, young man. All right. All right. I like that guy a lot. Bet Joe. Hello, this is Eric in Occidental. Hi, Eric. What's up? I was calling because the kazoo guy from earlier. Yeah. His just delivery and mannerisms reminded me so much of a story about the best show that I hoped I could call, call in and share. And what is that? I was taking a writing class. And this one guy, who had always been kind of an oddball, came into the class one day an hour and a half late, which was not acceptable in the classes. They would not allow you in. But he came in just giving a speech about how he had written this thing that was the greatest thing. He had written, like, something that encapsulated his whole life and was so wonderful and was going to, like, really turn things around for him and probably for everybody else in the class. Mm-hmm. And he proceeded to read a story about being stuck at the airport and doing a lot of cocaine in the bathroom and getting hassled by security. And then after the class, I sort of walked up to this guy because he continued to act real crazy and sort of talk like the kazoo guy the whole time. I, um, you know, he'd ended up, he had just gone sort of through a breakdown and was sort of just coming out of it. And uh, I talked to him for about an hour. After a while, his eyes sort of calmed down. And uh, we were just sort of starting to chat, and, you know, just get, it was getting less intense and more chit-chatty. And eventually he kind of just, like, looked up at me and said, Hey, you ever hear the best show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that um, story of a crazy person suggesting the best show to me, I just wanted to share with you. I love it. Thanks, buddy. Best show. Hot dog, jumping frog. Albuquerque, prefab sprout, yo, hot dog, 
Jumping Frog Albuquerque. Maybe, maybe the only time in history anyone has ever said Prefab Sprout, yo. I'm the king of rock and roll completely. Is it that? What's the name of the, look, hey, here, let's do a little fun Prefab Sprout trivia. The album in America, Two Wheels Good, was called what in England? Uh, it was called uh, Crush Story by Too Much Joy. No, that's not true. It you was called Godfather by Ned's Atomic Dustman. You don't even know your bands. You're an embarrassment. Hot dog jumping. All right. Guy didn't even know. You remember that band, Mike? You didn't get into them? You didn't like that song, When Love Breaks Down? Hum a few bars. I've got to hum a few bars. What, what, what do I look like? A jukebox? Hum a few bars. Tell me what to do. Hum a few bars. This was the song. You don't like the production on this. It's got a good uh, chorus, though. Come on, sing it, Mike. I'm not waiting for that. Sorry. Oh, boy. Oh, me, oh, my. Weird show tonight, huh? You like it? Yeah, of course you do. Mike's got his album he likes. I'm surprised Mike said, yeah, I don't like it because he got the album already. That's, that's how he general. That's what I'm used to. Yeah, because you didn't get the album yet. Well, you know, I got to just say, I was talking earlier about how things are a little frustrating, and but I'm moving past it finally now. I finally, I decided that you got to live with with these things. Sometimes you just can't, you just can't overpower things that you got to process. Sometimes they gotta lay there. Sometimes you gotta live with them. You gotta process them. And then you can move on. And I did that. I feel like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm getting closer. But am I there yet? Time will tell. Time will tell whether I'm actually where I want to be, but I, I, I have a good feeling, but I've been here before. Maybe I'm back. Maybe I'm not. Weird three months. I don't know. But you know what? One thing I do know. One thing I do know. I don't know. I don't know much. Who knows anything, really? When you think about it, do we really know anything? 
I don't know what works. Everything could fall apart in a half hour. Election night I left here, then a car accident I should have been by all rights smeared across the turnpike. It was a horrible accident. Just terrible, but you know what? I wasn't. I walked, I was lucky enough to walk away from it, fortunate enough to walk away from it. And you know what that means? You know what that means? I don't know what that means, really. When you think about it, it's, a, it's, 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 is it, is it fate? I don't know. Who knows? No one knows. And you know what? Because no one knows, that's the beauty of this whole thing. We can only control what we can control, baby. And you know what I can control? One thing. Me doing what I do. That's all I can control. And you know what? If it's the bums and the half-talents and the no-talents and the narcissists and the egotists who want to put me down and knock me off my game, it's not happening. The kid's back. Kid Jersey's back. Tommy Wonderful's back. I got work to do. I'm going to start making some stuff. 2017, it's going my way, baby. Not your way. Not the bad way. The way of the, the immoral hate that you bums and you creeps put out there. You try to take a good, pure person and knock them off target. No! Look out. I'm back. And I'm going to do good stuff. I want to do good stuff with it. That's the only thing we can do with what we've got is good stuff. That's the only reason we're here. You got some talent. You're lucky enough to have some talent. You got to do something good with it. You can't do something bad with it. But you know what? I'm going to do good stuff with it. And I'm going to celebrate that part of it. But then, once I get the ball rolling, look out, man. Here comes the guillotine. You're all getting your heads chopped off. The kid's back. Suck it. Best show for life. You can't do what we do here every week. Best show. Out. <laughs>